0: Hello and welcome back to the Over Manga Cast. That time we woke up in a podcast and had to explain manga, our heated adventures, over analyzing manga that we find interesting. My name is Sam, and on this episode, we return once again to Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba by Koyoharu Gotuge. We read chapters 100 through 127, The Swordsmith Village Arc. So polish your blades and enjoy the show. <laughs> Hello, folks, and welcome to the Cast. My name is Sam, and as always here at the top of the show, we talk about our familiarity with the franchise we read this week. I gotta admit, I've not done much with Demon Slayer since last time. I've just kind of... I watched Mugen Train, and that was uh, good enough for me. That's not even the arc we read last, Sam. I know. (laughs) But yeah, uh... That's basically it for me. I haven't done much except uh, this reading and, you know, the last arc we read. So, uh, Matt,
1: how about you? Uh, same for me. I haven't really dived back into Demon Slayer since our last reading. Um, it's been a bit, uh, but, uh, you know, it was good to come back in. Mm-hmm.
0: And Jay?
2: Uh, sure. So, um, unfortunately, no further reading or watching for my, on my part, but I have bought some uh, new merch and some new art. So that's about it.
3: Hell yeah. And Jacob. Dalting sucks and I want more time. <laughs> no. Uh, That's basically uh, the
2: entire world whenever <laughs> I ask for understanding.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Fortunately, we have fictional worlds to escape into occasionally.
4: So this does not me, guy. <laughs> I,
3: I just
1: want to point out, have you guys just tried succeeding? Yes. Huh. It just it's makes work. more
0: work. It's working As out great for me. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Just succeeding creates more work, as emphasized by Tanjiro, who wakes up from his two month coma after the last adventure and is immediately sent on a new job.
2: One should really contact his HR department. That's
3: ridiculous. They're <laughs> running the bragging. The Demon Slayer Corps HR department. Ha! <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, their
1: HR department is their leader getting mildly sad that he's sending so many children to their deaths.
2: Yes, he is 100% aware, by the way, that he's like, I hate that I have to send kids to their deaths, but we really don't. I, have to here's the thing. I, w-
1: I wouldn't go that far. He's just sad he has to do it. He doesn't hate doing it. Yes, mm-hmm.
2: he's regretful, yeah. but also he has to.
0: But yeah, af- after the epic battle in the entertainment district, uh, Zenitsu and Inosuke woke up a while back. Uh, Zenitsu was also sent on another mission. Inosuke stuck around long enough to crawl on a ceiling and greet Tanjiro's return to the land of the living. Also, they
1: they made what happened with Inosuke at the end of the entertainment district arc canon because the doctor said they didn't know what to do about it. (laughs)
2: he was so horribly poisoned that they just basically left him to die and somehow he recovered and is now instructable
1: well the thing the thing me and jacob were both like i really hope this is a nosuke just being dumb (laughs) nope
0: yeah, which is emphasized by um, during the like chaos of Tanjiro waking up and then being like, You're awake now. We're, uh, and I woke up before you. That means I'm stronger than you. Yep. You sure are really great at Osuke. You're damn right. <laughs> Several of the the butterfly girls uh, are trying to get him to calm down because it's like you're not fully healed yet uh the doctor said that the poison doesn't work too well on you but that also means medicine doesn't work too well on you and i'm like what <laughs> an is built so differently he literally can't be harmed or healed he is just an osuke
2: substances i mean it makes sense that you know medicines would also not affect because that basically means he's impenetrable to being affected by substances i wonder if he can even get drunk you know like some people
3: are impervious to alcohol yeah. The uh the comparison to a honey badger is quite apt. Both <laughs> both in terms of his resistance to poisonous things and also Inosuke's personality. Inosuke don't give a f- <laughs> mm mm-hmm. He's he do not.
4: Mm-mm.
1: Oh, oh. but um Yeah, we're really stretching out this one chapter of just shenanigans in the hospital.
3: Uh, I I will say it's something that that I bump into every time we revisit Demon Slayer. I need to remember that Demon Slayer has two modes, chibi cute, silly dumb, and then the thing that I remember it for. (laughs)
4: Yes.
2: So basically what happens in this first chapter is, okay, we are recovering from our last big battle. And because Panduro is front and center, we need, you know, Zenitsu and Inosuke to nope off somewhere.
1: Zenitsu nopes
0: off off panel, which is really the (laughs) biggest tragedy here. (laughs) (laughs) It is. We get so little of our good zappy boy. I'm sad. I, I'm
1: I'm amazed for Zenitsu not appearing. They murder him twice in this. I-
4: <laughs> <laughs> Somehow.
0: No. Oh but yeah. I uh, these opening few chapters, uh, I I gotta say. Uh, speaking of getting some used to, I keep forgetting uh, that demon slayers like emotional i don't want to say rhythm more like roller coaster ride is incredibly intense Shown in anime action fight followed by wow that was really serious last time we need to swing the pendulum entirely in the other direction with uh cartoon shenanigans look how cute this is experience catharsis <laughs>
3: <laughs> i don't know to, to some extent i kind of wish i had been reading demon slayer a bit more consistently because it like it when you come back to it from after a while, not experiencing it is it is a little bit jarring. What mm-hmm. I, I got into the swing of it, like before the end of the first chapter, I'm like, oh, wait, no. Demon Slayer always does this. But uh, I think I think Demon Slayer might be a series that's better to read more uh, consistently than, uh, you know, we, we've had the episodes on the podcast. That, but uh, like with life, we've had other things to do. So, but mm-hmm. well, yeah, uh, the one problem
0: uh that's preventing Tanjiro from getting back into the fight, is he doesn't have a new sword yet. That's ridiculous, you say. He's been asleep for two months. Uh, It's because the swordsmith refuses to make him a new one. No sword for you. One year. Okay, that is... The vibe, but you're underselling the delivery. It is a letter that I can only assume is written in blood saying no sword, a curse on you. Die, 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 curse, curse, cursed.
2: I mean, last time he literally was like on like a murder rampage. So yes, I have very much that energy.
3: And and you say a letter, it's multiple letters.
2: And yet Tanjiro is still oh well, we'll just I still need a sword, so and so he gets the recommendation to you know, still go to the village and see this murderous person who's told him very obviously to stay away.
1: Well, more importantly, he needs to get permission to go to the village because this is a very secret village. Mm -hmm. And um, he is granted the permission to be transported there by apparently a convoy of masked demon slayer people and none of them know anything other than the exact route they're traveling. And Tanjiro has to have his eyes and ears blindfolded and gagged, and then also nose plugs because he's magic. He's got his magic nose. So that he can't possibly know where he's going. And they spend so long explaining this incredibly convoluted plan. And then at the end, I'm just like, but but wouldn't the last person in line still know where the location is? Not if they don't know where they're starting from. But they do.
3: I the last courier.
4: If, yeah, that's... If they
3: were if they were transported to their location in the same way and at some middle of nowhere forest or something. Oh somewhere. my
1: god, I did not even consider the couriers are transporting other couriers. Man, what a completely <laughs> foolproof method they've decided so that no one will ever discover this village. It sure good is thing... good
3: that yeah, that nothing bad is gonna happen to the village
0: oh my god <laughs> we have to go through such extreme measures to keep the swordsmith village hidden after all this is the only way that we can get Nichiren's swords the one way to destroy the demons and the swordsmiths are smiths they're not warriors they couldn't protect themselves man sam you
1: really need a giant asterisk on the one way to destroy demons <laughs> Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's a subject for later.
0: <laughs> I do like how that is kind of lampshaded in this reading. We'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah.
2: It's kind of infuriating too, but yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs>
0: I've I've got some thoughts about the progression of the of the demon moons, but again, coming up later. So Anyway, we make it to the Swordsmith
1: Village. Um, Tandro is the goodest of good boys and thanks all his couriers. And they all think he's such a sweet passenger and they love him even more for it. And I'm like, please gag me with a spoon.
4: Um, (laughs) He's so sweet and so considerate.
2: Last
1: arc, they were better about it. And then the (laughs) beginning of this arc, they dive back into look at the next coming of Christ. That is Tandro. (laughs) He's the goodest boy.
0: Yes, he he's he's just the good. It's
1: boy. it's OK, because they do something with Tanjiro I really like, um, because basically there's this whole bit where like, oh, uh, yeah, the, there's a swordsmith village. uh We got to go meet the king of the swords or the chief of the swordsmiths. He's the tiniest and that's the most important. Uh, They all wear their crazy masks. So I do not have any idea how to differentiate any of them.
0: They have different names. Um, (laughs) they are differentiated by size. And even then, some of them are children. And then they get drawn in the sketchy chibi manner. And I'm
4: just like, (laughs) who?
2: and they're all given names too which makes me kind of feel bad because i'm like do do i need to remember this one's name but how do i know about between this one and this one
1: i i don't i don't remember any of their names i i got handed five of them at the beginning all at once and i'm like I'm. they're
2: all given first and last names
3: Mm -hmm. i don't know there's like there there are two of the uh no, three of them. There are three of them that are actually important. Anyway, the
1: the main point of this is what it turns out is that the Swordsmith's Village, while being the village of swordsmiths and where they are like really good at making Nichiren swords, is also the home of a revu- uh, revitalizing hot, hot... So they're like, hey, you're still feeling a little sick. How about you go take a dip in our hot spring? I... I don't think it has magical healing properties. I think it just has normal being a hot spring properties. So it's literally they just went to a hot spring.
2: Hey, Matt, I've seen our other episodes. It is magic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it's magic in other
3: series. I think in this, it's literally just a hot spring. I have a feeling that if uh, Tanjiro uh, stayed in the hot spring long enough, he would get transported into modern Japan. <laughs> no, 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 modern, modern Italy. Modern Italy. Ooh. <laughs>
4: Oh, I'd read that. <laughs> me too.
0: <laughs> of, of course, we have to, uh, we have, and, and this gets to my problem with the Demon Slayer. Like, before, in, in previous episodes, I was just like, yeah, radical action, fun characters, whoa, I can look past these flaws. And by this point, I'm just like, eh, this is getting kind of, uh, by this point, I'm like, this is, this is grating. Even me, the man who will accept most things, this is grating. <laughs> We have the chapter end of you should go to the hot springs, cut to the hot springs where uh, Mitsuri uh, Tanroji, which is close to Tanjiro, and they got this manga and similar sounding names. But uh, you've never met two Chrises in your life? <laughs> well, I know like five mats, including you, so. Five. You're
2: playing on easy mode. People
1: have similar names in the real world. How dare you say that everyone needs unique names?
0: <laughs> Either way, we have Mitsuri, the love Hashira here, and uh, we we end the chapter with her being sexy and naked in the hot spring. Yeah, and it's like, OK, we're going to get uh, shenanigans with her whatever. Next chapter, she's uh, fully clothed, crying about something and running away. And I'm like, uh, when did this happen? Where where is time? Where is space?
2: It's not important. She's obviously crying because she was disturbed that someone did not, you know,
1: talk to her. Well, no, it's um because Gen Genya's there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. And she's specifically upset because she's just being friendly and like saying, Oh, who are
1: you? How are you doing? He refuses to acknowledge her. He he's mean. But like that's that's my takeaway was like, Oh, cool. So one of the Hashira's here by coincidence. That's cool. Then Tanjiro can do a team up here and then Genya's also here the dude he broke the arm of at the um, mm-hmm. the demon slayer tryouts who was listed as a main character
0: for so long and we were all like he's done nothing <laughs> literally i saw his i saw his face and i'm like oh yeah angry boy from the op he's still angry and then we find out later there's another hashira here
1: just randomly (laughs) for no reason (laughs) do they have to be like secretly teleported to that's (laughs) the thing hashira are so busy they make an entire point about how it's incredibly rare for them to have all gotten into one space at the same time
0: and now two are just like both relaxing at the same time. Tanjiro, it, does ha- Tanjiro does have an incredible knack for randomly running into them. Literally, the impetus of the plot involves him running into a Hashira. That's that protagonist power. Yeah, I, and th- and that would be fine if it was just one. But like, it's insane
1: that they sent everyone here at once. <laughs>
2: Did all the all the hashira gathered when at the end of um demon train though
1: because cuz one hashira, of them died which is another yeah. incredibly rare thing. Well, I'm no hashira yep. die all the time.
2: I mean, not as frequently as their underlings do, but yes.
1: Yeah. I I I, I, right? I haven't seen the underlings in like a million chapters so yeah <laughs> the underlings get
2: slapped, get slaughtered like literally every chapter though <laughs> they're like, literally
1: <laughs> just the hashira and tanjiro and his crew in, in this in this
2: in this arc but in other instances including demon train like the underlings
0: just get slaughtered
3: they they're they're yeah. there to be cannon fodder the implausibility of the location of lore npcs aside <laughs> uh, Honestly, it that didn't really click to me as a problem because Miss um, Hashiro was there for a very specific reason. Yeah, your boy
0: Muichiro Tokito. I'm just gonna call him Tokito because that's uh, easier. That's easier to remember. Uh, he is uh, bullying one of the swordsmiths, being like, "Give me the ki- give me the thing. I will never give you the thing. Give me the thing. No, even if you torture me, I won't give you the thing." Okay, I'm just going to kick the hell out of you and take the thing from you while you're unconscious. And then Tanjiro does the good boy thing. Does
1: not ask what the thing is either. So this entire fight, I've just been like, man, they're just dancing around what this thing is. Um, How -hmm. weird, Demon Slayer is withholding exposition. The
0: last two chapters wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) It's a key of some kind. That's all we really know. Well, we find that out at the end of the conversation. (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm.
2: if you want to call it a conversation
1: it's it's more of a conversation than he
0: had with uh, Mitsuri <laughs> yeah she ran down the, the trail crying was like uh, your tits are going to fall out of your uh,
4: out of your <laughs> how shirt how considerate
2: how very considerate I,
1: I appreciate one thing is that they let Tanjiro's good boy facade fade slightly because he's also into Mitsuri and mm-hmm. I was at least happy with that because she's like, the only reason I wanted to join the Demon Slayer Corps was so I could find a strong husband. And she then talks over Tanjiro going like, well, you know, if you want a strong person, I was thinking about becoming a, a Hashiro. <laughs> yeah, a Hashira. I know it's really hard work and I might not be able to do it, but you know, I it might be. And she's just not <laughs> listening to
0: him. <laughs> one of my favorite visual gags is at one point uh, Mitsuri and Tanjiro are talking. Tanjiro is like bringing food to somebody because good boy. You know, she leans in all conspiratorial and whispers something in his ear and then and then leaves and he lifts the tray over his head so the the spray of blood from his nose doesn't get on it and that was one of my vision, my favorite bits Tanjiro is such a good boy in control of himself
3: he He waited until she left the room
1: I I know and I I love all like the fun bits with it I
3: just wish they had a conversation that wasn't just an exposition dump like true this is actually something i've noticed with a lot of like particularly current shonen the uh the specter of filler seems to scare a lot of modern shonen and there are cases where certain series could afford to like calm down and breathe a little bit if we're not doing constant filler then we're Naru- then we're the
0: infamous 100 episodes of naruto before shippuden
3: and like it's one of those ones where uh, it was tolerable but i definitely felt the fact that uh that Demon Slayer is in the camp of we can never have filler. We need to always keep moving the plot forward. You know, it's a bit of an overcorrection of a legitimate problem that Shonen manga has had for a long time. But like, it's an overcorrection and it does result in these situations where you have it's like, boy, I sure wish these two characters would just interact with each other in a casual situation where there is no exposition involved, which you
1: you think they would because they're both on vacation. But yeah, that, that doesn't happen yeah but we we have to keep the plot moving so and anyway uh taquito finds the key and then tanjiro helps the kid he was beating up then finds Mm -hmm. out that the boy who's
0: hotaru toketsu hotaru is the swordsmith in charge of making tanjiro's swords the one that hates him okay cool so uh, the boy finds out that
1: his entire family has been maintaining this combat battle droid they
0: use for training uh-huh i i love this i love this purely for the cheese of it because it is revealed that this is a 300 year old combat mechanism from the the Sengoku era, it is meant to emulate the combat style of one of the most powerful swordsmen of all time. It looks like Tanjiro's dad. Well, no, his ancestor. His ancestor. His ancestor. Yes. His dad's not quite that old. He's got the Hanafuda earrings and everything like it's clearly anyway, but Sam, if I give you Hanafuda (laughs) earrings, you're gonna look like Tanjiro's dad too. (laughs) My hair is too curly for that. Anyway.
3: (laughs) Um, It is long enough, though.
0: Yes. Anyway, the point being, uh, the drone has six arms because that was the only way they could uh, artificially emulate—replicate, the, yeah—the in- the intense sword movements of this legendary master of the sun breathing technique. Also, I I love how the sun breathing technique gets brought up like
1: three separate times by strangers in this. I'm like, oh, so this is just something everyone knows about now. <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. despite the fact last time he asked about it he was told explicitly don't talk about that yeah it's weird but it it's i kind of get it for the bit Mm -hmm. but like toketsu or koket or kotetsu that's it he's got tetsu in his name for steel uh whatever uh kotetsu is uh He's so concerned about the doll because he's the last in his line and his line were the ones maintaining it. Except he he has like zero levels in Artificer. And so he's not sure he could repair the thing. And it's been going for 300 years. It's going to break eventually. So he's really reluctant to give anyone the the key to use it. So that's why he was so uh, against having the Mist reuse it. But then the mist takes it, he uh fights the, the droid, he takes one of the arms. It's like, yeah, that was a good training session. Anyway, later losers. We
3: get we get an interstitial scene with uh uh his uh crow who is absolutely the awful. Animal. I I love his sassy crow. His <laughs> sassy <got> crow. A... <laughs> she is pretty great. <laughs> she's great, she's the worst she, in yeah. the best way.
1: Aggravating.
2: Even, even Tanjiro's crow was just like, I can't with <laughs> the <this shit." laughs>
4: I also
1: like that uh, she seemed to have a thing
0: for Toshiro's Crow. Yep. (laughs) But, uh, you know, there's all this thing about, oh, I'm not good enough for my family legacy. I can't allow this legendary artifact to be destroyed. I'm like, yeah, I like uh, First stage Artifice and Exalted too. And then... (laughs) But then as soon as, you know, he gets a little fire in his belly, Kotetsu's like, All right, Tanjiro, you're going to train nonstop with this thing. I'm going to teach you the secret technique to unlock its other its other modes for more effective training because we actually bamboozled the Mist Hashira and gave him lame subpar training. You're getting the really cool advanced training. And also until you're good enough, I'm not giving you food and I don't care if you break it.
2: He did not get any water either. He was just fortunate it
1: rained. (laughs) Yeah, I love the fact that the big reveal is the Miss fought it and it seemed at full stage and he's just like, yeah, that was just demo mode. Uh, This thing's actually completely worthless for training unless you tone it to exactly your fighting style to go after your weak points. Otherwise, you're just being good against it. Like, it's like, (laughs) oh, well,
3: then weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they uh, they, uh, speed run the character development. See yep. my previous point about uh, the pace being too quick. Oh, no,
1: we'll talk about the Mistashra. Like, I- <laughs> oh, wow, you beat it on devil hunter mode. Good job. Now play Dante must die. Yeah. But um, anyway, he that friend. So the, the fun takeaway <laughs> for this training arc is they explicitly say this child is a terrible sword trainer and actually doesn't <laughs> help Tanjiro at all. And then he almost dies. And then from almost dying, he comes to a realization. He got a Zenkai boost. Because (laughs) because Demon Slayer does a thing that you learn more by almost dying. Except this seems to be like that weird fan theory where it's just like, hey, wouldn't wouldn't it be better training if Goku and Vegeta just beat each other to like an inch of their life, took a senzu bean and then had them do it over and over again? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that'd be really boring to watch. But most effective, right? Meanwhile, Demon Slayer (laughs) is like, yes, that is the
0: most effective training. (laughs) We're just going to do it. (laughs) Again, Demon Slayer, all killer, no filler. We are min-maxing Shonen right now. (laughs) You know how most
1: people uh, spend a weekend at a mountain retreat? We're not even going to be here a day. Uh, so they fight a robot for seven. Uh, that's right. They're here seven days. They fight a robot. I I completely didn't understand time passed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he was on the brink of death. So, uh,
1: hey, hey, you guys ready to play? What kind of bullshit are they going to justify with Tanjiro's sense of smell? <laughs> <laughs> they hadn't brought it up in a while, actually. Uh, 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 apparently his uh, power he unlocks is he can smell the direction an attack is coming from a robot. I- I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Level up. Uh, this is one of those power-ups in a training arc that I'm always... Like, even in other things, I kind of don't like this, where the power-up is just, you got stronger, you can detect movements. It's not like something concrete that you can like, oh, he's using that right now. It's just, okay, I guess he's stronger for the next fight. Yeah. But um, the main takeaway from this is that when he's fighting the thing, um, uh, the kid has swapped out the training swords for real swords. So now this robot can kill people. And I'm like, I should really just be using this robot to hunt demons. But whatever, (laughs) Um, because because if it can kill Tondro right now, it could have killed Spider Boy in the first arc. (laughs) Yeah, but um, so anyway.
2: One of it, and potentially we need to throw more children at it, because obviously children are the only ones Look, who can I'm kill Look, I'm still demons. at the point
1: where if I find out that the real villain of this is the head of the Demon Slayer Corps, I would not be surprised. I would not be shocked. I would not be surprised. But, um, anyway, yep. uh, so... Tanjiro's in this fight to the death with this robot, and he's about to attack and cut off its head because he's in full, like, gotta fight or flight mode. And he's like, oh, wait, no, I don't want to break the toy. And the kid yells out, no, do it, break it. It's going to be so cool. I can fix it. You can't fix it. No, do it. And Tanjiro's like, you're right. I am too nice. I need to go in for the kill. And then cuts off the head. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, Tanjiro, you do. And he he does this later too where he has like a mental thing with himself where he needs to remind himself, oh wait, no demons are evil, better cut off their heads. <laughs> yeah, Tanjiro got a lot more um violent in this reading. <laughs> Enter- Entertainment District did a number on him.
0: Like they <laughs> Yeah. There there were several panels where I had to stop and go, uh, Tanjiro, my boy. <laughs> are I mean- you well,
2: you see, the entertainment district is where boys go to come men.
1: <laughs> Usually oh. not in that context, but... Oh my god. Uh, it turns out uh the, the entire robot was built around a sword.
0: Which is, again, I love this entire robot plotline for how stupid and cheesy it is. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing they could have done, and I what? love it. And I thought... I thought with what happens next, they
1: were going to try and back out of it and be like, yeah, that was dumb and cheesy. But then they double down on
4: it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Cause, oh, um, I, I thought they were go- I thought he was going to pull it out and the sword would have like crumbled to rust or something. And it's just a hill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, what what does happen is he pulls it out and they open up the blade and the inside is completely tarnished. And they're like, oh, right. You need to maintain swords. <laughs>
0: like, it's they- been 300
1: years.
2: Well, no one was good enough to get to the sword before it needed maintenance, so I mean that's kind of on you guys. Be better.
0: I too have played Breath of the Wild.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but um, regardless, that sword is now Tandros because he was the one who finally killed the robot, despite the fact it had been beaten up for three hundred
0: years. Uh, mm-hmm. And I I really like the moment where they draw the sword and Tanjiro is like, no, it's OK, but he's crying because it's like, yeah, dude, I wanted the cool sword, too. <laughs> so what happens is uh, Tanjiro
1: has to talk with um, Otaru to like get his swords replaced. And then they're like, well, no, just just fix this sword. And they're like, that is a really good sword. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to do the secret polishing technique of my family. Uh, it's going to take three days and nights to polish and i'm like you know
0: what demon slayer sure why not let's <laughs> horror uh, Altar- walk again with the dr livesley walk just the the giga chad music playing in the background because <laughs> he is shirtless he is buff he poses up
1: oh we completely yeah. skipped over my favorite part where uh the head of the swordsmith village uh Tandra was talking about like, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I keep breaking my swords, I realize. And the s- chief cuts him off like, no, no, your swordsmith should just make better swords. If he's making swords that breaks, he's literally failing at his job. And Tanjiro's like, no, he's trying his best. Like, no, he's failing at his job. I get to decide this.
3: I'm his boss. And Tanjiro's yeah. like, Well,
1: okay. (laughs) that was very.
2: That's another
3: one of those cases where it shows that uh, Tanjiro's, you know, all time goodest boy nature isn't always the right thing because it's like, you know, like I, I consider Tanjiro to be a very aspirational character. Like I want to be like Tanjiro, but it does show that a character this extreme has some pretty severe weaknesses that he also has to deal with because like, no, the, the swords are breaking, not just because of, you know, the things you're doing They're They're just like the express purpose of the swords is to be used the way you're using them. Mm-hmm. If they're breaking whatever you did, what you, whatever you may or may not have done wrong, it is also the responsibility of the swordsmith to make a sword strong enough that they can do the job. Ah. Mm-hmm. You guys remember
1: when Nietzsche and swords had to be made by iron you found because the color they wore said
3: something about your spirit? <laughs> yeah,
1: yes. they don't. Yes. They don't care
3: about that at all. No, that 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 plot point has been dropped entirely.
0: <laughs> well, well, we get the animus system at one point with the inherited memories.
1: Oh yeah, that's when Um Tandro saying like, "Hey, that looks like my memory of my ancestor." It's just like, "Oh well, you must have re- you have a genetic lineage of." Memory, like, And I, I'm i just like, I really don't like the implication this passes down because it's just like, yeah, like if your family were all woodcutters, that means you're intrinsically better at being a woodcutter and you should only be a woodcutter. And I'm like, oh, cool. So there's just an inbuilt class system. Good. Just <laughs> genetically defining your role.
2: I mean, there are other series in which there are supposed there's references like to ancestry and there being like callback genetics and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, let's not, let's not pretend I have it, you know, obsessed about you. That's
1: at least demon nonsense. This is just (laughs) humans have the power to like
0: pass skill levels down. Yes. Look, Fire Emblem Engage is recent enough that I can just say, this is genealogy of the Holy
3: War. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I mean, I, Honestly, especially considering how, particularly this art treats the Hashira, the way I read it is that, like you know, it, it, it's that element of like you know, what is it better to have talent or be hardworking? And it's like really the best option is both. But you know, uh, hard work can overcome natural talent, sort of thing. Like, like it's it's a very it's a very standard shonen sort of thing where. You know, it's like you've got this foot in the door. There are series that are way worse about this exact sort of thing. So, yeah,
1: no, like if we wanted to find a weird eugenics manga, they exist. But like, <laughs> yeah, they're 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 out there. We're, there are. I'm not saying is. demon Let's I'm not honest. saying Demon Slayer is. I'm just saying this is a weird thing you added, but
3: okay yeah yeah which is a fair which is a fair assessment of it yeah <laughs> there are a lot of cases where like demon slayer is like demon slayer i think is very comfortably upper end mid because every time we come back to it it's one of those ones where we're like yeah this is a good series i have some notes but overall <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, not it, the it notes. really is
1: a, a series i really love doing for the podcast because there's so much you could talk about and oh, it's yeah. not just that was really cool it was it was really cool but what <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of but what? Um, yeah, so the sword gets handed over to um Hotaru to polish for three days and three nights. Um, this,
0: again, this is stupid, but I love it. <laughs> it is i I assume
1: this must have happened first thing in the morning. T- time is weird and
0: will continue to not make sense for the remainder of this arc. Uh. yeah like i said what is time what is space demon slayer cares little it's about an illusion. demon slayer cares n- little about both of these the important bit being that uh tanjiro is i guess trying to have like dinner with genya <laughs> who is very not okay with this yeah also nezuko is here
2: yep she being yeah, cute ne- cute little baby
1: cute ne- nezuko does a lot of cute things uh she's got a lot of fun things with mitsuri uh, when she's just doing her exposition dump the entire time, she's playing with a baby Nezuko because apparently Nezuko just wanted to be mothered.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that.
2: Yeah, Mits- Mitsuni is one hundred percent just looking for a husband and wants to be mommy.
0: Yes, I, I know we've I know we've had a lot of discourse on this podcast about Nezuko. This is the most I don't know what to think episode yet for me. Uh, no, Nez, Nezuko
1: decided she wanted to be a baby to play with. Like Nezuko controls her shape shifting. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, this was consensual,
3: it's- guys, in case you were worried. I don't like the way you phrase yes. that, but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, no this is very much the case where it's like i i I got vibes of some of my earlier uh complaints about demon slayer infantilizing nezuko but like she's she's had so much like character development over the course of the series it's one of those ones where it's like she's doing this because she just wants to you know you know mess around and 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 do a fun thing so consensually, please stop <laughs>
1: Jay, consent is important, but when you bring it up in a non-sexual situation, it does come off creepy
3: sometimes. <laughs> <It
4: is weird. laughs> uh
3: whilst, whilst we're getting hilarious shenanigans with uh Tanjiro trying to good boy his way into uh uh befriending uh Kenya uh, wants nothing to do with him. He's so mad. We, He's so ooh. mad. There's also a weird bit
1: where Tandro is in the bath and proceeds to disrobe completely and just walk over to Genya. I'm like, okay, that's what you do in a bath. That's fine. Genya takes that the way some people might it was like, this is super creepy. Get away from me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Genya, it just clicked in my mind. Genya is my
3: rage. Yes, copy. yes. There is very there is a lot of uh, uh, Deku and Bakugo energy in their relationship. <laughs> they just don't. They just didn't know each other for nearly as
0: long. This is actually perhaps my favorite instance of uh, Chekhov's gun in uh, uh. this particular reading. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But um, when Tanjiro was going into the bath uh, uh, with Genya. Uh, there was a tooth thrown away and we see Genya missing a tooth. And, Tan- and uh, then later, Genya has a full mouth of teeth. And Tanjiro's like, hey, wait a minute. How do you have a full mouth of teeth? What, do you, what, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. No, I know you lost a tooth at the bath. I have it right here. Why do you still have that? I I was going to give it back to you. That's
3: weird. Even if you gave it back to me, why do I want this? This is this is this is also the case where we have um, uh, the the flaws of Goodest Boy Tanjiro, except it's played for a joke. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Meanwhile, the One Piece fan over here is like, yeah, Genya just he's in a hot spring. He drank some milk. He got his teeth back. That is, that is canonically how Luffy. Don't apply One Piece Luffy logic. Luffy got some teeth punched out in a fight, and then he grew them back when he drank some milk.
2: <laughs> Children drink your milk; you'll grow your teeth back.
1: Oh, that was a fun gag until they made it a different thing.
0: Uh, look, do you want to grow up short like Ed Elric?
2: <laughs> I just hate milk.
0: You wouldn't be such a shrimp then, tiny little Ant Man. Jay
3: might kill you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, in this manga, a good thing no violence is going to happen in this manga because we're in the uh, incredibly well hidden swordsmithing village. What are you talking about, Jacob? I'm just on
1: my way back home from my swordsmithing job in the mines. Oh, just wander out in the nice moonlight. Oh, wait, what's that? Someone seemed to have left a nice ornate vase right here on the side of the wall. That's a dangerous place for a vase to be. It might be toppled over or broken by a wild animal. I guess I'll just go over and look deeply inside of it. Hmm, quite dark in there. I hope nothing jumps out and kills me. Ah! Oh, no! I'm currently being killed in time to
0: Joe! Man gets sucked into vase. There are many onomatopoeias of disturbing cracking noises. And then he is poured back out in broken bits. And the ugliest motherfucker I have ever seen. <laughs>
2: How dare you? He is gorgeous, and he will be sure to tell you as much. He, he is. uncultured.
0: I love the fact that
1: his eyes are mouths, and his mouth is his um eye. moon eye.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look, all I'm saying is, I too want to become a carp. This guy is. I I hate this man. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this man. I I wouldn't know. <laughs>
3: No, no, I just hate this man. <laughs> he he is the pretentious artist. Yes. Tm.
2: Yes. Yes. This is an aptly titled chapter because that is just him personified. Have you tried not being an ass?
0: Never. Thank no. you. And but, um, meanwhile, there is a a similarly uh but ugly man on the roof uh, over Tanjiro and crew. Being like, ah, oh, geez, guys, we really gotta make this quick, otherwise, Lord Muzon's gonna be angry.
2: Lord is gonna be angry regardless. It doesn't matter what so, you do. He is hates everything. Tashra was
0: having
1: weird dinner with the Miss <laughs> Like they're in the same room, mm-hmm. right?
0: No, that uh, I
1: was like, not,
4: I can't tell. No,
0: no, he was having weird dinner with. Uh, yeah, he was having a weird dinner with Genya. At Genya. This point. I don't know what Miss Tachira does. Hey, uh, no, the Miss
3: Tachira
4: doesn't even know what he does.
0: Because of reasons. Uh, right. Right. He wakes up Tanjiro because of the attack and then he's blown away. Yeah. No, Tanjiro's awake when the attack starts.
2: So, a question said about Miss Tachira is just is it like a double on Chandra? Because it, obviously it's referenced about he suffers from memory loss. I, as well. So it's kind of like having a I'm, brain I'm going to be
1: completely honest. I could 100% believe the Demon Slayer core headmaster being like, hey, what's the matter? Hmm? What's the matter, amnesia boy? You should be the mistasher, because you don't know shit. <laughs> nah, uh, not posh enough. You're yeah. right. Oh. <laughs> Poor
0: child. I will be sad when you disappear into the mist. One way or another, uh, Tanjiro is awoken, uh... Tanjiro is yeah, pretty well... T- uh, he loves everyone Tonsiro is awoken by the mist Hashira at some point. And they're they're just kind of chatting about stuff. And then it's like, hey, who's that weird guy crawling into the room? Oh, that's a demon. How did a demon get so close with neither of us noticing? How did we not notice
4: that? I,
2: love- <laughs> I just love the pause of like them just like looking over and be like
4: the hell? <laughs> did you see and that? Where, <laughs>
0: how? <laughs> It it seems to be a pretty quick fight because they go and slice up the demon, take its head off, and uh, yeah, GG's everybody. Except the head grows a body and the body grows a head. And now we've got two more demons to deal with.
3: (laughs) I like how Tanjiro's reaction to this is, not again! We did this last time.
1: (laughs) Oh man, Tanjiro does love for this next couple of chapters just bringing up the Entertainment District arc over and over again. (laughs) Yeah. He he might have some baggage. <laughs> Since we're now dealing with double the number of demons we were expecting, we're probably going to need a uh,
0: little time to recollect our thoughts and um, you know, center center our yep. breathing. Yeah, we need
2: center our breathing. We ass. need
0: to resume our total concentration. So, uh, we'll be back right after this. <laughs>
1: Demons attacking. What? Demons!
4: Ah! Ah, Demons attacking!
1: Ah! How did they get to the village? I sure hope they explain that at some point. Oh, thank God. So they don't explain it. I thought
0: I missed it. Like, I- I didn't see any explanation. (laughs) They they really don't explain it.
2: No, they just just magically portaled transport into outside the village. They say
1: Gyako because of them they found their way in. They don't explain how Gyaku found it. No. Mm -hmm. No, they don't. Okay.
0: At least not as far as I saw. Look, I, I entirely believe that if Muzan found the location of basically his arch nemesis's weapon depot, he would send two of his biggest dudes there. I believe that. I just need to know how he found the fucking weapon depot.
2: He intercepted one of
1: the transporters.
0: He, he I literally found the last part. He found
1: the last person. And the flaw I pointed out that the last person just knows where yes. it is. Yes. <laughs> oh,
0: uh, damn
4: it. Yes. Dad.
1: I knew they needed to
0: sacrifice that last
1: person on the altar. It, it's okay. They explained the way to get to the, um, the, the leader's mansion is even more convoluted and complicated. And I'm like, <laughs> Wait, no, I didn't. I thought it wasn't convoluted and complicated. I thought it, he just had a perimeter of the anti demon flowers. Is it also hidden? Yes. OK,
3: I will say this. We've been we've been making fun of this plot point. It does sell that the the, the two demons that are here are major threats. hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I, I I think it I, we should be fair to Demon Slayer, because as much as we've been joking about the sort of like semi plot, not really a plot hole, but really more of a plot divot of this whole shenaniganery, it does establish that these two upper rank Kizuki are like major. Yeah, mm-hmm. like th- they are, they are big boys. They
1: are here to play. The first guy came onto the scene, killed five people inside his hut, and then the other one snuck up on Ahasura and basically Ahasura, Ahasura, and
0: the main character. Yeah.
2: You don't sneak up on the protagonist. That always just goes bad for you guys. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. if I had to give some recommendation. Don't sneak up on the protag. don't tag.
3: go near the protag at all if you're a villain, but uh, unfortunately <laughs> that's part of the job description. So, uh, the fight ensues! The fight ensues,
0: and this is where we get into simultaneously one of my favorite and most aggravating things about Demon Slayer. I, I don't know, Maybe maybe this is just a personal taste thing, but... It's established pretty early on that the two ways you kill a demon is you either expose them to sunlight or you cut off their head with the Nichiren sword. And we have had many, many instances where cutting off the head is just not good enough. To the point where even Tanjiro is like, okay, is there ever a point where the head isn't the weak spot? Or the neck isn't the weak spot? And...
2: The neck or the the head?
0: And... Specifically the neck. And... As much as I appreciate the creativity, the inherent creativity that comes with, okay, we have this glaring weak point, but we still need to make our enemy, our uh, our bosses threatening. So let's come up with creative powers for them. That's good. I like that. The problem I have is that it, has the energy of a dungeon master desperately trying to outpace the power growth of his players.
1: <laughs> Wondering why they double dipped into because uh, Tandro himself says they're double dipping and that the guy they're fighting, they cut off his head, but then two more grew in its place mm-hmm. and Tandro goes, oh, well, I just fought a demon that was exactly like this. It was two demons in one. And when they had the head got cut off, it was actually just their bodies splitting. So we got to kill all of them simultaneously. Oh, there's more than two, there's four. Well, crap, this is going to be difficult. And like Tondra keeps going on about this. And I'm like, Tondra, please stop talking about the entertainment district arc. <laughs> makes this seem really generic. I mean,
2: it was one of his most formative experiences to date.
1: Sure, but like from a reader's point of view,
2: I'm just saying from a man's point of view from what i've heard
1: yeah. I mean. y- you know what okay but also i'm gonna just say this right here i think when you have an art style like demon slayer it's a very brave choice to decide to have five separate people fight five separate demons all at once and then give all five demons the same face because
0: <laughs> they're all clones
1: but That meant I had no idea who was fighting anybody (laughs) at any point during this first part. One of them is wearing a shirt, which was the only way I knew.
0: We have fan...
2: I can't decide if it's just like from extreme laziness. We
0: have fan... We have fan man, we have staff boy, we have bird man who is just Sam bait. We have, um...
2: We don't have all five oh, in oh, the same Oh, I'm sorry, picture, Sam.
0: Can
1: you right? not remember who the fourth one is? Hmm, no. you would think he was in majority of the fights against one of the characters, I guess. Why can't you remember what his gimmick
0: was? Look, all I remember is uh, Nezuko versus Staff Man, which was metal. Uh, I remember Tanjiro versus Birdman and Genya
3: shooting the <laughs> out of Fan Man. <laughs> Because Genya's got a gun. I- <laughs> Genya's got a gun. <laughs> Your demon magic won't work here. I cast
1: gun. <laughs> I, I I, love how this brings up the thing I bring up in like a lot of like superpowered manga and stuff. I'm just like, man, one character having a gun really just makes a lot of these powers worthless. I,
0: like- <laughs> I love, I love so much. For one, he's got a gun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Love the fact he just pulls it out. Everyone's freaking out over swords and making sure they're like, "How are we supposed to de- decapitate them?" Pulls am out guns. I, gun. I
1: understand it's shooting Nichiren steel bullets.
0: Is what it that's seems. That's what me. I. That's what I presume.
2: Yes, yeah. gotta have that steel in Tan-
0: there because Tanjiro says it smells like a Nichiren sword. I just, I just want to point out we
1: see this gun wielded by someone who is. Spoiler alert. Explicitly untalented does major damage to a significant demon. Mm -hmm. Maybe, just maybe, we should be mass producing those guns.
2: We need to arm all of the children with guns,
1: Matt. As an American, I see nothing wrong with that statement. (laughs) <laughs> I am just.
0: I am distinctly reminded of a segment in the Legend of Drizz where Drizz learns about guns and is like, "Man, it's kind of fucked up that a swordsman can train all his life and then just some farmer with a gun can kill him." And that's supposed to be a meditation on how guns are too dangerous. And I'm just like, nah, Drizz. That just means that like that's a that's that's a playing he field level." More
1: time. He doesn't have to worry about training. He can go back to doing farm stuff. I know. Why should people who work hard be rewarded? Everyone should get equal pay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, and I mean, not for nothing, this is very much the case where it the reason why guns became a the more common weapon on a battlefield. And, you know, I mean, granted, it's very heavily fictionalized, but yeah, the master swordsmen with the Nichiren swords are better than guy with gun. But guy with gun is so much easier to uh, mass produce, and it, it is very much the case where it's like if they can do this, and it like it does kind of cast a bit of suspicion on the head of the Demon Slayer Corps. Why you have you have arguably unlimited resources. Why aren't you just mass producing these guns? And yeah,
0: just just go and t- just go and teach Muzan a smithing lesson. It, especially Jacob,
1: because the one problem we know the Demon Slayer Corps is facing is that training Demon Slayers takes too long. If only they had a way to do it easier. <laughs>
0: Like, like, yeah, pointy end go another man. But what if blammy and go ahead? That's just easier. So here's the problem. The amount we've talked about the
1: implications getting you having a gun appears is more times than the gun shows up.
3: Yeah, so like. And I mean, like, to be fair, I I think, you know, it's it's one of those cases where, like, this feels intentional, because if you did just arm a bunch of farmers with guns with Nichiren bullets, I don't think they'd be able to stop the Demon Scourge on their own. But it is very much the case where it's like, if this is an option, it should be more on the table than it appears to be. And that feels like a hint at the perhaps fuller intentions of the head of the Demon Slayer Corps, as opposed to a mistake. Excuse me, Jacob, as the head of the Demon
1: Slayer Corps. Your idea sounds dumb. I'd rather just make a sword out of a like metal ribbon and give it to a girl with a uniform two sizes too small. We could just give her a normal uniform, but we don't because we like it better. (laughs) Out here looking like Ivy Valentine. Like, come on, man. Also, Mitsuri left, but uh, she comes back. So she's not in this part of the fight.
0: Yeah, well, we'll get to we'll get to her looking all Soul caliber later. Yeah. Um, the point being, Genya, not only does he have a fucking gun, but he gets stabbed with a, a cross spear through the gut. But that doesn't kill him. And it's implied for a very long time that he is a demon like an Esiko, except it's revealed and la- I-, I actually appreciate how long they fake us out on this because it's revealed later that he just sucks ass at all the Demon Slayer tech, so he eats demon flesh as like steroids to temporarily gain their powers. And
1: and don't worry, audience, unlike the gun, the mangaka decides to have long exposition panels about why this isn't mass producible and is only doable by him because he has special magic organs. Right. I okay. Don't, I don't know why the, ex- the exposition boxes in this section are my bane.
0: Like they are every time we read *Demons*. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, oh, oh yeah, you know, if you just glance at it, it's like, oh yeah, eating demon flesh gives you demon powers. That's pretty cool, you know. That, that, that makes could sense. be. That makes sense. But it's like this would be too much for most people. But no, Genya actually has a preternaturally powerful jaw and super strong teeth and also special digestive organs that let him process demon flesh and like what? So the Demon Slayer core is just the X-Men now.
4: Yes. <laughs>
1: Except yes. we gave the one who also we gave the guy who can turn into a werewolf a gun.
2: Yeah, that's not like a good idea, right? So
1: we gave Wolverine. I just realized I described yes. my
0: mask character. That's this is less <laughs> a dumb idea than I thought. <laughs> so yes, the Demon Slayer Corps is just the X-Men.
1: I mean, that makes sense, yeah, right? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Considering we started this series and everyone was a lot more human, it's disappointing to get to this point, but we're here now, so
3: there is the argument of the demon slayer like this is an overtly supernatural wor- world and the demon slayer core would attract weirdos but it is also the case where it's like that used to mean it would attract people who like human people who were weird whereas now it's just you know the x-men Mutants. Um, it's it's sort of similar to the thing with uh, Hirowaka, where it's like there there's a very strong argument to be made that I don't disagree with that, like you don't have to give Deku a quirk. Like, you don't have to plot contrive a reason for him to have a superpower. And that kind of applies to Demon Slayer, too. Because, honestly, one of Demon Slayer's claim uh, claims to fame earlier on was the fact that the humans were, you know... Like, they didn't have the natural shonen superpower durability. That was the reason why we had such a problem with, uh, with uh, Inosuke surviving all that he did. And, I mean, not for nothing... Granted, the over explanation being a problem, but not for nothing, but like Genya actually like keeping like constantly getting back up and the sort of fake out of it's like, is he like Nezuko? Uh, you know, like that was well done. Like I like it, you know, it really invested me in like, how is he doing that? Like, is he mm-hmm. is he that much of a determinator or is there something more here? And it turned out it was a little column, a, a little column B. Yeah, that that one was fine. Uh, again, it was a great Chekhov's gun.
0: But when they started explaining it away with he's got special organs that process the demon meat, I'm like, no, just have him be the guy crazy enough to use a gun and eat demon flesh. You, you didn't need the expo, Like every other
1: time, you didn't need the ex- every stuff. time the exposition boxes come up. I'm like, nine times out of ten, these didn't need to be here. Just trust your audience to intuit what's going on. Like you're
0: explaining away the cool part
3: well there is also the factor of i think matt you just uh pointed out why uh the uh boxes are there uh sometimes it's not good to trust your audience because i've seen a lot of cases where a really cool thing that uh uh wasn't explained gets uh ridiculed unfairly but yeah Yeah, i i I would err on the side of don't explain it, even if people are stupid about it. Yes,
1: because no one's going to ridicule you if you over explain a stupid thing.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, as we are actively doing right now.
1: <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, he's in that fight and that's a whole thing. Uh, Nezuko has a really cool fight scenes where she just she and a demon are
0: holding each other by the shoulders and kicking each other's heads off. <laughs> oh, it's so rad. Uh, Sort of a funny thing. Uh, Nezuko activates her big form at this point, you know, from last time. And uh, Tanjiro's like, no, Nezuko, don't use that form. And I know in-universe, it's that form causes you to, like, become too demonic and inhuman, and you might become you know a monster that we would have to destroy. I know that is in universe the reason. I like to think that it is Tanjiro being like, "No, you've grown too busty for your outfit."
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest considering how much that um that uh, like effect of that form is brought up during this arc. It's probably the second one. <laughs> like
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, no actually yes, we all know that Tanjiro was very concerned about, about you know, sister. women in their yeah. tops.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, honestly though uh, to the shock of no one i actually read it a little bit more charitably than that um no i actually really like this because one of the things it's showing is that nezuko learned and grew from the entertainment district arc where it's like hey this form allowed me to be really powerful and like tap into even more of the demon powers that i can use to stop you know the evil demons i'm gonna use this This is a valuable tool, whereas Tanjiro seems to be having trauma flashbacks about it, even though Nezuko is pretty clearly in control the entire time. Mm
4: -hmm. Like,
3: it sort of speaks to the idea that Tanjiro almost regressed from the events of the Entertainment District arc, whereas Nezuko has uh, grown both in power and emotionally from it, Mm -hmm. which is actually something that gets paid off at the end of this
0: arc one of the things that i really liked was uh again kind of highlighting the difference between the two of them uh tanjiro is continuing to like rely on his you know very uh elegant and you know balance of power versus power uh super skilled swordsman abilities throughout this fight meanwhile nezuko has just activated her full demon mode she's clamping onto the other guy and being like hey wait my blood explodes into fire doesn't it hey asshole try this one on for size <laughs> nezuko just going the full brute force route she just grabs onto people and sets herself on fire it's so based
2: <laughs> so never allow sam to activate demon powers we would all just burn up in fire uh...
1: flames do we um do we see Tanjiro use any of the water breathing anymore? Or does he only do uh, he's only no, using it's, the hinokami? Only uh, fire. Yeah, it's, oh, okay. it's only hinokami. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, he just switched sides immediately then. <laughs> yeah. But this is where we
4: But it's fire. Yeah.
1: It, it is the better technique because it's the older technique. You're right. Yeah. This more yeah, protagonisty
0: but, technique. This is where we get the moments that I thought were really cool. Of Tanjiro just kind of embracing violence, like that. Like okay, Tanjiro's fighting the Birdman and the Birdman demon, and the Birdman has a super scream attack. Right, Tanjiro cuts him. <laughs> And he divides a little bit further and he tries the scream attack again, but the scream attack is weaker. Tanjiro recognizes it as weaker. And the panel of him recognizing that is him with this like slasher grin on his face like, oh, I can just tank through this. All right, come here.
2: What do you mean? There hasn't been any growth? <laughs>
0: <laughs> ha! I have slashed your chest open. Revel in the spray of blood. You first. Yeah,
3: I was gonna call. I was gonna mention the the you first because you know, and I mean, like again, I mentioned Tanjiro regressing a little bit in the Entertainment District arc. Growth isn't necessarily linear, either forward or backward, and it, you know, I I think that this is a. In the sort of funnier light-hearted bits, Tanjiro becomes a very like extreme, like comedically one note character. But here we see we see a more like full and complete expression of Tanjiro's character as, you know, you know, he's he's the nice guy pushed too far at this point. I like his internal monologue he'll occasionally
1: have where it's just like, oh, well, am I going to be a nice guy like I was on uh, Spider Mountain? Wait, nope. these are these are big boys. They've killed at least 200 people. not nah, just <laughs> just <laughs>
3: murder <martyr> them. <laughs> Let's end this.
1: No mercy for the wicked. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I think we kind of skimmed over the fact that uh, these demons they're fighting all have emotions on their tongue. Mm -hmm. um it doesn't really matter uh there's kind of a thing where they're vaguely themed after their emotion
3: but that doesn't really track much beyond one of them um but i mean the the big thing is that they're all decoys for the real body
1: but it does have one of the things i just had to stop reading at where tanjiro can't He blocks something with one hand and it's having to cut with his other hand and goes, I can't decapitate him with only one hand. Better aim for the tongue. And then the exposition box comes in on the next page. You see, when you cut a demon's tongue, it slows their regeneration rate. It's not the same as decapitating them, but it does stall them for time. I'm like, why? Why is this a thing? (laughs) That's new information (laughs) that's never come up before.
3: It sure is convenient that it happened right... It didn't need to happen, though. You're just... He could have just beat beat the crap out of the demon, and it regenerated slowly because Tantro hit it that hard. And I think it's referring only to this specific demon because it's the
0: only one that has the freaking tongue symbol on it. They all have the tongue symbol on it. It's where they
1: have their emotion.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they they all oh, meaning
1: oh, they all meaning this, this particular
0: yeah. piece. Of because
1: game. again, this these six demons they're fighting are all the same guy with the same face. Mm-hmm. Until
0: they fuse together into a younger form of the same face, <laughs> they fuse to toge- they fuse together into the demon of hatred, and I'm going to do nothing but make Sekiro jokes from this point forward. As you should. I don't know even know if this happens. because there are
1: two fights coming along side by side here. I don't know when we swap over from one to the Mist Demon guy because he's his fight stops halfway through because Mist Hashira is going off on his own because he's just like, okay, I'm not saving any of the villagers. We got to do what's practical because that's my entire character motivation. I don't care who I hurt as long as I'm doing the greater good. So super practical. Tanjiro smelled me. I'm not malicious. I'm just very utilitarian. Mm -hmm. So I got to save the chief and grab as many swords as I can. Whoa, wait, that little boy is being hurt by a demon. Well, the demon's already on top of him. He'd probably kill him before I could even get there. Better not reveal myself. It's not good. And then I had a memory of Tandro going, you know, sometimes when you help people, it ends up helping yourself. And then Miss Tashra goes to help the little boy.
0: Okay, I did really like this character arc. Oh, okay. I, uh, I, I, I did not like this character arc, so I think we're on different sides here. I, I believe so. What I, I liked this, not so much for the quality of the writing, but for the generally optimistic output, because um, it... Uh, Miss Tashira Takito at several points, uh, it's been expressed that his, uh, spaciness is him trying to remember things that he doesn't. He's got a misty memory. He doesn't remember his past, you know, whatever. Uh, tragic backstory, M- Where? And then as he is put in increasingly intense situations, he's, uh, being given memories they're all manifesting as Tanjiro with his raw good boyness, ness But Takito's always like, no, Tanjiro didn't say that. I, rem- I would remember if he said that. I remember these words. I remember this vibe. Where did this actually come from?
3: Uh, the, <laughs> this is the case where Tanjiro is metaphorically representing someone's conscience and uh, the text box don't pop up and say it's literal. Yay! <laughs>
0: Yeah, yay. <laughs> what is uh eventually revealed because Miss Tashira Takito, he goes in to try to help. You know, he saves uh Kortetsu and uh Jarfish Demon is like, "How dare you get in the way of my art? I'm going to trap you in a water vase now so you drown. I will now leave. Goodbye. I'm so evil."
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's basically it. Um yep. Yeah. Uh, So Tokito is unable to break out of the vase of water and he's going to drown. Uh, Kotetsu goes in to save him and experiencing the selfless kindness of another person awakens his repressed memories. Because uh, Tokito, he was one of a pair of twins, his mother and father being such kind hearted, generous souls basically good boyed themselves to death his mother refused to accept her own sickness and continued to work for the benefit of her family and to the point that the sickness overwhelmed and killed her their father was so dedicated to finding a cure for her illness that he went out in dangerous conditions and slipped and fell off a cliff all of this led to the point of his twin brother being like, generosity is weakness. If you are a kind-hearted person, you're just going to get yourself killed. I will quash any attempts at good boyness in my brother in order to protect him. And he became a real asshole. Yes, because the brother is the villain in this story. Yeah, so... <laughs> I'm not saying the brother was wrong for his no, these these parents Eventually. these parents got themselves killed
3: and left their ten year old children to fend for themselves honestly, that's ok. so i i'll I'll chime in on my opinion of this Uh because I, I almost think I'm kind of halfway between the two of you, where I like the core idea of this because, In a lot of ways it doesn't take the easy way out and say that good boyness is always the right call because the parents did screw up there's Mm -hmm. no real ambiguity there the truth of the matter is complicated which is something that tanjiro is slowly awakening to as mentioned previously with the way that he's been reacting recently um since the previous arc or honestly, since Goku's death, truth be told. The thing that frustrates me is, boy, if we had more time to interact with this character and space this story over a longer period of time, it wouldn't come off as so rushed. Like, I think that I, it feels rushed. And that makes it that muddles what the point of it is, because, you know, the point of mm. I, I think the point of what all this is, is being good is hard. And it's really easy when you see someone try to be good and fail to say, well, good is always the wrong choice, so never do it. But whilst, you know, throwing yourself off of a cliff for a lost cause is not the right thing to do, neither is completely foregoing goodness. But it's muddled in the delivery. I was about to say, the problem, the problem is they
1: don't give time for that to be the moral. Because yeah. what the brother is saying is, we don't have the availability to help any people that's actually the brother's entire plot line is people without the ability to help others can't. And they're just going mm. to get themselves killed if they try. And he's not wrong in that assessment. And, and, and that, that is the moral of the story.
0: Uh, it's like I said, I don't like this for the quality of the writings so much as I like it for the overall. The thesis statement of this arc is that helping is only for people who are gifted enough to do so. Yeah, uh, I, I don't, I don't like it.
3: <laughs> you know what, when you put it that way. I don't, I, I don't think that that's, I don't agree with that. How not?
2: Yeah, I don't agree with that because it basically shows, I mean, look at Genya and look at the Mist Hashira. The idea behind they were effectively powerless. They were very, well, mostly the Mist Hashira didn't believe he was worth I'm anything. i confused how
1: Genia's powerless.
2: Because growing up, he didn't have breathing, he didn't have anything, and he's supposed to magically manifest becoming he has a another
1: magic power that's just as good, so it, it's not really
3: powerless. And that's kind of the point that this is making, because if yeah. you're powerless, seek a way you can help, because that ties into the swordsmiths. Yeah, that's kind of... See, but his brother was seeking a way he could help by taking care of him and his brother, and he's the villain of this. So, I don't think I... he's supposed to be the villain. I think he comes off as the villain because it's rushed.
2: Yeah. Uh that was my, that was at least my takeaway from it. I kind of took it as that wasn't the the takeaway lesson. It was a lesson that was to be critiqued and deconstructed Here, further. Here's the, thing. the
1: the end of this whole arc with as I'm saying the Star Hostra this whole fight. He he gets rescued by um uh I the kid. kid. The kid, Kutetsu. I forget his name. Kotetsu, he um pierces a hole with a shard of a and sword and then breathes air into it. That allows him to get his breathing back and cut through with his mist powers. You know, I'm just in a tangent here because we're not going to have any time other. Uh, Miss Toshira's swordsmith is the most bullshit, uh with um Is This Magic?
3: Because, man, <laughs> that, boy, that boy just make mist. Uh, but... He does seem oh. to disappear. Yeah, this is this is the most magic that the sword breathing has gotten. But um, and then he fights the jar guy,
1: the jar guy. So his whole thing is he summons fish because fish are slimy and can't be easily cut by swords, which is cool. But then he turns into a fish. And I, I wanted to get to the end of the fight to like do the whole thing about why I think the whole plot line is kind of weird, but then I don't want to skim over how they turn the end into an insult battle that completely kills the
3: serious tone of the fight. Yeah, I did not yeah. like that chapter that that I get what as, it's going for, but I don't think that that chapter needed to be there. <laughs> as much as I enjoyed Takito
0: talking the enemy for the raw talkiness of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it. it it killed the vibe they brought with these guys being bad boys. Like, it, mm-hmm. they they do that with the other fight, too. By the end, it's not... They they really just kind of fumble it. Like, the whole thing is he's told that what he should have done is helping the people, and sometimes helping people helps for its own way. And he goes out of his way to save the kid. And then at the end, his reward for having saved the kid is that he was holding hilt guard that Rengoku goku had on his sword to be put on another sword and like i think the takeaway of that is like ah yes his sacrifice was worth it so that that could move on and help someone else i'm like th- that's nice that you're keeping someone's memory alive but that's not really the same thing as helping a person it seems like what you should have done is gone to save other people who were actively dying it's just convenient that mitsuri showed up because where she lives is close enough that
0: she can help out. Like, well, I, I get where you're coming from for the mixed metaphors. I, I do like the idea of, you know, awakening to justice, you know, uh. bas- basically, basically uh, remembering his his trauma of his past and being like, oh, right, I did try to do good once upon a time. I did try to be generous and help other people. And since I am powerful, I can do that. I get where I, I do entirely get where you're coming from, Matt, with the messaging being a little being mixed up in that In that only the powerful and the, the I, capable. Yeah, that's are, not
1: even that's not even touching on Miss Tasha has got the weird kind of second coming of Christ nonsense going on with him. about like, ah yes, mm-hmm. he is the chosen one to slay all the demons because he looks like how Tandro did.
0: Yeah, that's, that's (laughs) weird. Because we get in the flashback, his brother, in the flashback, it's like his brother is going, God, Buddha, whoever's listening, please spare my brother. He's got a good heart. He's not a cynical bastard like me. He's the one who should live. And, you know, Takeda the one who lives. And it's like, okay, yeah, whatever. We're getting the kind of vaguely optimistic message out of that one. But then it's just like, Takedo having, you know, Tanjiro-tier main character powers and, you know, generating the weird tattoos. I don't know. Yeah, I I guess it also,
1: the fact that um, the character revelation is, like, portrayed as Tanjiro, but it's really memories of his brother seeping through. Or memories of his father. Oh, yeah, that. Like, I I get it. It's just, it doesn't feel great because it doesn't, it's like, oh, cool, this guy met Tandro and the good boy energy awakened his amnesia to start fading away much like
0: most of this arc it's all a little clumsy
3: yeah it's clumsy and rushed because I think I think the, the missing linchpin which is something that I picked up on but it wasn't well established I think an important element of all of this is I you know mentioned the pointless deaths of the parents like a lot of the like doing the right thing it's like sometimes it doesn't work and sometimes it makes it worse but that doesn't mean that you should shut yourself off to, you know, doing good when you can. Like, I think that's what the ultimate point is supposed to be. But there's just not enough time with this character. And I think the reason he comes off a little bit, you know, like, uh, you know, chosen one E is because, yes, we knew he existed before this point. but This is the first time we're interacting with him as a character. He's getting these power boosts. Almost as soon as we meet him, and there's not enough time for the character to breathe. We don't really have enough time to get to know his prior self before he instantly gets fixed by good good boy Tanjiro and suddenly gains protagonist powers.
1: Well, he he gains beyond protagonist powers because we find out that the Mu in his name is really for infinity because he has an infinite amount of power as long as (laughs) he's doing what's right. And that was the point I'm like, this character is bullshit and I hate him. (laughs) Mu is for
0: Mugen.
2: I feel like this would have been revealed if I had been able to access the kanji version because that would have been a very telling character (laughs) of... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> of like the, the kanji kind of gives away the punchline, which is why I could understand. This why series? it would be like omitted. I, I
0: know this feels <laughs> like a very well duh thing to say, but this series is aggressively Japanese.: <laughs> nah.
4: uh, I'm not mad uh, at it.: I also want
1: to bring up, we kind of we skimmed over it because man, this fights hard to summarize. Uh we also don't find out anything about Jar Demon. He just dies. Uh, yeah, he really does. We don't
2: we don't care. he he gets so much on
1: my nerves. Yeah, I don't but, care. Um, so his whole thing was uh he found Hats Hatsura. Yes. Hatsura. Yeah, yeah. Was uh doing his 3 days of polishing. He's one day in um and is so mesmerized by how good of a sword this is. He can't look away even when the room around him is destroyed and he's almost cut to pieces and he loses an eye. Um, Also, because all the faces look the same, there was a chunk of time I was convinced the reveal was that he was was the brother. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank thank God. I'm not the only person. Yeah. But, um, yeah, then they they made sure to tell you that Taquito uh, <laughs> um Takedo saw the maggots on his brother's <laughs> body. they They made sure you know the brother's dead,
2: found for like several days, yeah, cause right? he
1: After well, because Takito, when a demon killed his brother, was like killed him so hard with every single thing and then passed out holding his dead brother's hand. But, like that'd be really cool. But it happens in a single like chapter, so it doesn't,
3: yeah, it doesn't and have again. Any it, 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 owes to the, it owes to the problem that I mentioned. I get what it was going for, but I don't think it ex- executed it well because a lot of shonen manga these days are so terrified to have anything that could be misconstrued as filler. They don't want to have slower character introductions and, and, and character arcs. So and it's the reason it feels so cheap. I, I thought,
1: I legitimately thought at the end of this fight, they were going to have, um... Takido die from the poison because his whole thing was like he's like, Oh, I'm full of poison, I'm foaming at the mouth. And like, what was I even protecting this little boy? Because he had like a stomach wound. He's like, no, I didn't have a stomach wound. That was actually just arm blood. I was holding to my stomach Ren Goku's hilt. Tanjiro said he wanted it on a sword. He's like, My death
2: I would kind of like literally throw my hands well, up t- in the t- air. Too the much, too much like- of a
1: good boy. He's like, Good, my death had meaning. And I'm like, okay. But then he didn't die because no one dies of poison in here. Poison doesn't do anything unless you're a demon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> poison is more of a suggestion. You, just, you should just try to be like like no They don't
1: explain
3: why he's immune to the poison. He just is. It's not important. He's just amazing. I think the thing about the poison is that that particular poison just, like, dulls the senses and weakens you. It's not specifically a deadly poison because it never got called out as one. It is very much the case where my big problem with Demon Slayer is... There are a lot of cases where it's like, no, this isn't a, like, deal-breaking problem, but, like, you do make me make excuses for you a lot, Demon Slayer. The fact that this
1: fight's going on concurrently with the other fight, like, it... (laughs) really just shows how much I don't care about the Miss Um, (laughs) His his like insult battle, he has killed
3: any tension this fight had. The jokes were good, but this is not a jokey moment, especially with how serious they were trying to take like his his character. Like the idea is supposed to be behind that is that he's like reawakening to the humanity he lost, but that was not the way to express it. That 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 missed the mark just outright.
0: Again, uh. I liked this because it was dumb and stupid, but that is me acknowledging it being dumb and stupid.
3: (laughs) From here on, it's it's a bit more straightforward because we just cut back to the uh, the fight with the uh, the main characters. The the main characters where the five have fused into one,
1: the hatred demon and also cowardice
3: or Um, fear. coward uh, cowardice is the real main body everything else yep. is a decoy for yep. the main body he's mm. also very tiny he is he is he's small.
4: He's tiny. So
3: small he's so small a bullet can't hit him and i'm
1: like dang he he figured out the <laughs> the one weakness of gun at the which point time. at which point again was just like well i can't shoot him
0: better never use this gun again and threw it away <laughs> 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 but uh we have, you know, the Kamado siblings and Genya chasing after the main body. However, the hatred demon is uh, too overwhelming a force for them to be able to counterattack.
1: So. Wait, hold on. Did the hatred demon happen before or after Tanjiro got the power up that doesn't last? Oh, it happened after. Right. <laughs> T- Tanjiro has Nezuko bleed on his sword. He doesn't intentionally do
3: that, but y- you are right. Ne- Nezuko intentionally does it. Yeah, Nezuko. Yeah. Well, again, this actually kind of owes to something I mentioned previously. Nezuko's like, hey, my blood can light on fire here, Tanjiro. Like like she's not speaking out loud because she's still got the bamboo I, gag, but she just grabs his sword and bleeds on it because she knows what it'll do. I love I, I, that moment. For I her. completely forgot. Tanjiro has a sword that was
1: just like sitting around. A completely black Nietzschean sword that was just hanging
3: around. Well, they they have they have spares. Like that was something that he he had been given. I, no, no, I think that was explicitly one of the one of the
0: swords from the training dummy that. Uh, Takedo had broken off,
3: you know, because it's like they'd have spare swords for when people's main swords is be is like, you know, in the shop, as it were. I I, I think you're missing the point here. I'm not complaining that the swordsmith village has swords
1: available. I'm saying that this was just a random sword that we then get his ancestor memory flashback to like, ah, yes, I had a powerful flame blade that would turn bright red when I covered it in battle. And then it gets on fire and it's just like, hey, my sword's bright red. That's pretty cool.
0: (laughs) How about There's that weird moment of Tanjiro having a memory of some random, like, uh, peasant girl saying, Wow, samurai-san, your sword is normally such a pretty deep obsidian black, but when you're ready for battle, it turns bright red. That's so cool. And Tanjiro's (laughs) like, huh. Anyway. Guys, guys, the expositioning's become diegetic. (laughs) (laughs) It really has.
1: Ugh, but um, yeah, so Tanjiro has a cool fire sword that he uses for some cool attacks. It takes out most of the emotion demons, which is why they fuse together into the hatred demon. And then the fire goes out, and he's like, well, back to a normal sword. Can't, can't just, well, Nezuko's off doing something else, but like also
0: Nezuko could just make it happen again. <laughs> ne- Nezuko's busy being uh, entrapped by root dragons. Yeah, because the hatred demon has the power to turn trees into dragons, which admittedly, yes, very cool. I like it a lot. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I am. I'm
2: I'm glad someone else caught that, because I was very confused what I was looking at. I
1: think it's because (laughs) the other guy had water as his element, so he has wood.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, they they had a they had a water, they had a uh, they had a water wind wood. I don't know if they had a fire ring, but it's it's the it's the classical Chinese elements. Uh, uh, is Punch Guy fire? He might be. He, he's so, yeah. he's fiery. <laughs> yeah, I would assume so. Then the fused one has like the ring with the elements,
4: mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. except it's the emotions, but it it's it's the ring, like it's it's that imagery. Anyway, they're chasing a tiny little
1: demon, and um, for some reason, they remember they normally did a thing where they'll, like, slowly reveal the backstories of demons. And the cowardice demon suddenly goes like, Don't pick on people weaker than you! Don't you
0: feel pity for me? As he grows uh, larger in size. And Uh, um, that's about it. Yeah.
1: We get a little Uh bit
0: later, but that's about the extent of (laughs) paying lip service to this thing. With uh, uh, demon backstories. We, we have Mitsuri showing back up, as Matt alluded to earlier. Because, as it turns out, yeah, um, these three lower-level guys can't fight the one big demon and hunt down the actual, like, weak point demon at the same time. So we need to throw a Hashira in there? A- at which point, we kind of speedrun Mitsuri's backstory.
1: Oh my god, I don't... She's not telling this to anyone. This just happens.
3: Yeah.
2: She just freeze frames, and then you're just supposed to like zoom into her. Like yeah. Brain. Her, her
3: life flashes Cur- before her eyes. I like this backstory, though.
2: I did too. I thought it was I, cute. I, I do like. And sad I, felt it was really- a,
3: I felt it was missing a middle part. <laughs> That's yeah. not unfair. Uh, the base- <laughs> see, see my previous comments about uh, Demon Slayer being rushed. Basically, she has the strength of eight
0: men, despite having slim arms. She eats like Goku and she has the weird watermelon hair. Apparently, these are undesirable traits.
3: Yeah, I don't know where that comes from. That's top tier uh, waifu, in my opinion. I think every damn I think everyone in this universe is a fucking coward to not marry her. But mm-hmm.
0: way to be a simp,
3: Sam. She is cool, OK? And she cool. is cool. She is cool. But apparently,
2: she is only a she is only worthy of a bear, a boar, or <laughs> a steer. Something else marrying her,
0: a steer. <laughs> she she is cool. She is very powerful. She has Ivy Valentine's whip sword. <laughs> <laughs> She's the perfect woman. And and I don't know, but can she cook? She can she eat. Can eat. I, we don't know if she can cook. Um, I can cook, so I. I I, I have a
1: question.
4: <laughs> I,
1: I have a question. Why does a woman who has like eight times the strength of a regular man um, need a ribbon sword? Wouldn't it be better to give her like a stronger, heavier blade that does more damage? Because it looks cool. It does look yeah. cool. But, but her whole thing is she's got really
0: strong muscles. Why would you not... <laughs> <laughs> Why would you depend on her dexterity? <laughs> sent by happened to be playing Exalted that month, and he learned about Sapphire Veil of Passion's style. T- to be honest- it's not you, Sam. Uh, giving giving
1: Demon Slayer biggest <laughs> benefit of doubt, probably that and the fact that her breathing style is love style is her purposefully going against her natural strength to be as feminine as possible.
4: Um, That
2: was literally her entire backstory. Yeah. She did change everything about- oh, I miss that. That's... She changed everything about herself. To be palpable to others. I
3: wish that Demon Slayer had a slower pace so that that could be more over. You know what?
1: You know what would have been great if we had the middle section where she joins the Demon Slayer core, Because that's not there. It just skips from you. You can't be anybody. You've got to be like black-haired prim and proper starving bride to you're the best in the demon slayer core. No, none in the middle of like
2: Very confused by the one part of her backstory that said the reason she was like I know it's probably like an what are they like an old um an old tale or whatever but it was like her mom apparently lifted a whole bunch of weight or whatever when she was pregnant with her and i'm like so mom's buff yeah. too what the hell no
0: no i think <laughs> it was mom was pregnant with her younger sibling and uh she lifted a ton of weight for being like a toddler um
2: uh oh okay
0: anyway i i would love to see character development of mitsuri getting like a Ichigo Ichigo tier like giant bastard
3: sword. She doesn't want that, though. She needs that. Well, no, she needs a character development to the point where she gets the the big off axe that um, Shinamiya has in Kaiju number eight.
0: (laughs) No, just turn her into Hilda from Fire Emblem Three Houses.
2: My only thing is, though, wasn't there a huge exposition where when she was accepted by the demon core, they actually encouraged her to embrace herself? I mean, that's why she goes back to dressing how she wants to dress and wearing her hair.
3: It's almost as if the middle part is missing. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, then it could be her own thing of like, maybe there are just certain things that she wants to keep feminine I mean, and dainty and other things she's yeah, like i'm she great She doesn't
1: want a giant weapon because her breathing style wouldn't be compatible with it so right. i mm-hmm.
2: so i mean this is all, this is a conscious decision by her is what it sounds like yeah yeah
3: I, there there's more character here than is, is shown in what we saw i think is the important bit i will say there there is one weird thing about her that is the thing i like most about her is the way in which she is because like all the Hashira are weird somehow right mm-hmm. the way in which she's weird is that she is bizarrely relatable the level of insecurity that she has like she's so overtly capable, but she also has this undercurrent of, but what if I'm not good enough? And like that's such a normal trait to have, which is weird in contrast with the other Hashira who are just wacky, quirky, or or like have some kind of like supernatural bent to them. I like. Um,
2: in other words, you feel like she's battling some kind of like imposter syndrome. Yeah, or to say
1: yeah. I like how she's got those like weird thoughts in the middle of it where she's like doing really well, and she's really strong. And she's like, where Tanjiro's hesitation is, should I be hurting this living creature? Her hesitation is, is being this good and doing this well, unfeminine? Like, am I <laughs> mm-hmm. looking too manly? And she's like, that's an insecurity that she can't get rid of.
2: I'm just saying if you were to like, open your eyes and listen to Tanjiro.
3: Yeah. Tandra is down to clown. Yeah. <laughs> I ship it. I love, I love them both.
1: I want to see Butterfly Girl cry.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, the fact is, I really feel like there's a kindred spirit thing going around, going on between them because don't they both really want to protect and save people at their heart of hearts? Um, obviously, they have different motivations, but I feel like that with that kind of motivation that they share in common, the fact that she is very sweet and very engaging with people and he is also, you know, very, very friendly himself boy. and tries to, yes, I feel like they would be a good couple. So yes, I would ship <laughs> them. And yeah. Uh,
3: I wish demons, I wish Demon Slayer was slow enough paced that we could have those kinds of character interactions. Yeah. I do not see that happening. Yeah. Cause unfortunately Mitsuri comes
1: in to like hold off any of the She's good enough to just completely kill the tension of this fight for them to chase after the remaining demon cuz like take
3: care of hatred and like like they do a good job of of selling the idea that she's holding on like like she's the only one who can fight it solo but she's holding on by a thread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm with Jake on that one. It it is
0: she is 1v1ing the boss character for them to chase down the actual objective. And now... I feel that's sold well enough.
3: Now, with that said, I think it's worth noting that for my and Sam's opinion, it requires a level of buy in. And I think Matt has justified maybe not trusting Demon Slayer that much, which you know (laughs) we have not refuted that point. So it is very much the case where I think this is just Demon Slayer
1: appealing to Sam and I. Hey, hey guys, uh, since we're basically at that point of the story, um, you know, it'd be a really good plan if I were an ancient demon and I wanted to attack places i do so earlier than an hour before sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is the same plot line from like Demon Train too. And I'm just like... Demon Train made sense because they were asleep the entire time. This yeah. fight they've been in has a pretty concrete timeline because Miss Tashira was drowning for most of it. So you, yeah. you know and how yeah. long this has been taking. And yet, somehow, it still took eight hours minimum. Nope they they attacked an hour before dawn. I mm-hmm. <laughs> like I. There's no other way. They've been fighting for eight hours. Cause they um they did that in Spider uh, Mountain, right? They said, "Oh man, this fight's been going on
0: for eight hours." They don't even pay I, that lip service here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't actually. I... Maybe, maybe I'm just not remembering Spider-Man like I feel like, that's, I feel like that's
2: just a common, like, trope, though, that they do in, like, Shonen, is, like, they battle for hours and hours, and it feels like it's only been, like, 30 minutes.
0: It's a common enough trope in any Fighting Creature of the Night plotline. Like, you see that in vampire fiction. You see that in this, and, you like,
1: know.
4: And,
0: and Namek's going to blow up in five minutes. <laughs> I
1: I just want to point out, that would be completely fine if the Mist wasn't in a vat of water for the entire uh-huh. time of this fight so it could literally well matt
2: matt it's magic water let's just go he's, with
1: that. he's got amazing breath cycles he could probably hold his breath for eight hours i guess is the <laughs> we're gonna say I, i'm giving them an yep. hour i think that's fair i just think if i were a demon i'd attack earlier in the night earlier in the night than that so you're saying yeah. so in summary why is not miss tash brain dead yes well, technically,
3: <laughs> technically he was.
4: Uh,
3: <laughs> okay, I, I think that I think the other excuse that you can do is that the Hashira's fight is shorter than the rest of the other fight. But again, that's giving Demon Slayer the benefit of the doubt. Which, yeah. if Demon Slayer has lost your trust by that much, I will not blame you.
1: Hey, hey Jacob, you know what the problem with that is? The Hashira joins the other fight. <laughs>
3: He does. At the very end, he throws the katana to Tanjiro. There's not there's nothing connecting his fight to when he shows up, but I am stretching for Demon Slayer's yeah. sake. I am aware of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt's assessment is perfectly accurate and reasonable and does raise questions. I'm just,
1: I'm just going to point out he left Tanjiro to go help the village. And then the first little boy he finds, he stops and fights at. So
3: yeah, yeah, no, I, I am. I, the, the, as in many cases, you can give Demon Slayer a big benefit of de- of the doubt, which is reasonable and understandable. It's also reasonable and understandable to not give it that benefit of the doubt, which has been. Yeah, we're setting the scene. They've um, the cowardice demon
1: Tanjiro and Nezuko have all fallen off a cliff. Everyone mm-hmm. else is like, we're not going down a cliff. That looks like it'd kill you. Tanjiro's fine because Tanjiro. He probably landed on nezuko
0: but also <laughs> he he landed on a branch sticking oh. out of the cliff because okay. he because he's Dristo Erden and jonathan joestar and link from the from legend of zelda
1: regardless what has happened is the cowardice demon is running away but like stumbling because he he almost got decapitated
0: by tanjiro and like he's just like oh you no know, nope. he body's... was the body did get decapitated, and he's like, I need to consume humans to regain my power. Uh, that
1: happened after he fell, though, I thought, because the sword was stuck in his neck and he needed to finish. Yeah. And that's when they threw oh, the sword right. they'd been polishing. And Hatsura was like, Hey, you know how I said that take three days to polish? I've only polished it to level one. Don't take my sword. And I'm like, Okay, this
0: sword's going to be some bullshit. And
1: then, <laughs> then the sword was <laughs>
4: some <This> bullshit.
0: <laughs> the sword's going to be so much bullshit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Tanjiro. Uh, we didn't mention this, but uh, he took the lessons of Zenitsu to the heart and unlocked the power of Thunderclap Flash. Yeah, I forgot I forgot
1: the damage they did to my boy in that Zenitsu trained on a mountain for years, and Tanjiro just thought, oh, that's how you do it. My technique now. He has a diet version
3: of it, but... The fact that Zenitsu isn't in this arc basically does kind of sting a little bit. (laughs) This is the most Goku Tanjiro has gotten
0: so far. Oh, man. Tanjiro beheads the demon and he's like, wait a minute. Why isn't it dying? Should be dead by now. Wait a minute. The head, the tongue says resentment and I can still smell the body The body of the main demon inside that demon. Oh no. It's not how scent works, but okay, Tanjiro. (laughs) Oh no, it's chasing after some swordsmith refugees who are fleeing. Oh no, but the sun is rising and Nezuko is here. I need to shield her from the sun with my body. And and okay, I I have been playing this up as a bit with my vocal tone, but I actually honestly really loved this part. Oh, I loved this. It's amazing. It's it is amazing. Nezuko realizes that defeating this demon means more than her own life. You know, sacrificing her life for the greater good. She kicks Tanjiro off of her. Because she knows Tanjiro is not going to do
3: this willingly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she kicks Tanjiro off of her and sends him off with a smile. A big, wide smile behind the bamboo gag. As, as she
1: is burning. And here's Mm -hmm. the thing I love about this is they don't have Tanjiro do the stupid shonen protagonist of like trying to fight her with it. He notices she is burning to death, realizes at this point there's nothing like once a demon has started igniting, they are going to burn completely through. He's like Nezuko has sacrificed herself for me to kill this thing.
3: Damn well better make this sacrifice worth it.
0: There's got to be a metaphor in here somewhere. Tanjiro goes in, pierces the heart of resentment and kills cowardice. Because, because the cowardice demon was hiding in the heart of the resentment demon. Oh, man. And then,
1: uh, oh and my then, gosh,
4: and Then we get a really cool
0: flashback
3: for the cowardice demon. I'm just kidding. It was.
4: <laughs> now, I, <laughs> it... <laughs> I,
3: there's a reason why I like this. And the thing is, we've gotten some longer and, and more elaborate flashbacks for other demons. But the thing, like, the cowardice demon, he's just an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So like he doesn't he doesn't get a tragic backstory, we get the story of someone who bad things happened to him that were about 50% his fault. He took 0% of the responsibility and, you know, lived on a pity party until someone gave him enough power that he could, you know, inflict, you know, inflict Mm -hmm. things on others. You know, you don't really need more than that. He's not he's not someone who, you know, tragically fell to demonhood via some elaborate backstory. He's just a jerk.
1: I guess my thing is, like, in other arcs, the demon's backstory has been, like, a crucial part of the plot. And this arc, I felt, was missing a plot. Mm. And, like... Yeah, so like when there's no catharsis for the demon dying, there's no like Tanjiro just kills him because the catharsis is Nezuko's sacrificed her life to take out one of the moons. I'm like, what a meaningful decision. It could have been connected to the demon in some way. Yeah, or, or something. But like, and then and then after Nezuko dies and uh, Tanjiro's is like, Nezuko sacrificed her so we could kill the demon. Oh, wait, no, she's good.
0: All right. I ain't gonna lie wholeheartedly, full throated and I liked this. I loved this. <laughs> I, I, this was dumb. This was
1: so, so dumb. This is this is no balls as a writer. This is admit just take something.
0: Nezuko goes full cars, walks unfazed in the sun, smiles broadly and tells Tanjiro good morning. And I popped off. I leapt out of my chair. <laughs>
3: Yeah, because because this is this is the uh, culmination of the uh, character development I was mentioning earlier uh, with uh, Nezuko in the fight. She's she's progressing. She's moving forward. She's you know becoming better than the affliction. Like she's not human. She's not like fixed, but you know she's better. Yeah, no, I I absolutely adored
1: this. Listener, uh, I'll direct you to one of our previous Demon Slayer episodes where I said if Nezuko becomes some kind of goody two-shoes demon Jesus, uh, I'll be unhappy. <laughs> uh, just, this is what's happened.
4: Um, <laughs> <laughs> which,
3: which again, there there is that level of... Uh, that <laughs> that is has made more than a few fair points. And uh, there is a matter of taste that goes into and all of this. Can
1: we at least acknowledge the beginning of the next chapter with the demon doctor
0: was. Bull- <laughs> oh, yeah, oh,
4: oh, yeah
0: Musan's backstory was. Well, no, I'm, I'm saying the demon doctor, the the the
1: demon doctor
0: backfilling.
1: Musan's backstory was also bold. Bull- <laughs> <laughs>
0: but oh, oh, you're talking about Lady Tamayo. She's a doctor. Yeah. He yeah, yeah. was also a yeah, demon. Yeah. <laughs> look.
2: Yes, but she's been freed from his grasp look. and whatever, and he hates her look, for it. Look, we, so, al- we also yeah.
0: had Muzan's backstory where a doctor turned him into a demon. So you'll forgive my confusion. He was not a demon, though. Yes but it turned him into a demon. The
1: doc
2: the doctor was the doctor. Damn, was a I want to complain about Moonson's backstory
1: too, so we can do that later. But all right, we'll talk about the first we'll, we'll talk about the first doctor. It's just it's just a note going every episode I've been like, "Hey, you remember how that cat's been collecting blood? Why don't they talk about that cat? That seems like that should be really coming up more." And then Entertainment District, the cat came up and I was like, "Good, that cat." And then Tanjiro just goes, "Hey, yeah, I wonder what happened with that cat." And then Lady tamiya is like, hey, that blood was super cool. I cured that boy. Also, Nezuko's really cool. It was her reason the boy was cured. Also, Nezuko's probably immune to the sun now. Later. And I'm like, cool.
0: hmm. Lady tamiya does do the thing that the narration boxes normally do, which is explain away the cool bit.
3: Yeah, because I mean, like the moment of like, particularly the moment of Nezuko regaining her voice, is the reason why I popped off so much because Mm. you know I (laughs) I really like Nezuko I want her to be able to express herself you know like you know the some of the stuff I've I've been mentioning previously but there is that element of um they just sort of backfill the explanation in the first two pages of uh, (laughs) the next chapter oh yeah the
1: the final chapter 127 our reading um can we all just agree wasn't good
3: is that I liked, oh, wait, I liked what? the bit specifically with Nezuko herself, but otherwise I don't disagree. Basically same. Okay.
1: So what, what happens with Nezuko? Cause she's, she's doing her, like regaining her like simple words. Cause they, they do make it to cl- clear. She's not
0: cured. No. She's, yeah. She's mm. yeah. She's still a demon. She's just the demon that can resist the sun. And you know, she, it, she also
2: is able to resist her urges, at least for she, as far as we've seen, because that. wasn't the whole...
3: Well, more so, though. Yeah. More so, though.
2: Yeah, she's able to kind of resist those urges, and because the whole reason that she was given that gag was to help moderate a little bit.
3: She, Even though she didn't, like, attack people, if she didn't have the gag, she would reflexively bite at people because, as a demon, you know, I yeah, yeah, yeah. need to eat. She she, and she doesn't just, need it now.
1: She gained enough karma to make her body solid so that the sun burned away the evil part of her, sure. Like it, it
0: all of that's probably true. <laughs> I don't it's fine. Yeah. Either way, Nezuko is uh she's able to walk in the sunlight and she's regaining her humanity. And that's that's beautiful. I love that. Love to see it. There is mm-hmm. the entire bit then with Musan.
4: <laughs>
1: Well, also Mitsuri grabs everyone, hugs them and goes like, we won the arc,
0: guys, and then they end. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, the, the Demon Slayer standard of group hug, exhausted collapse. Oh, and, and then... Well, Mitsuri is cute. I don't care. <laughs> I, I want everyone to
1: know I did not like this, but I am going to say how f- funny this is to just recount, because we cut back to little boy Moose. <laughs> And he's in his little boy room and he's doing his little boy science experiments when his mom and his nurse come in and they're like, hey, little boy. And he's just like, wait a second, killed the mom. The maid's just like, why'd you kill the mom? The one with the son, the demon who was done. You remember that blue lily plot line? Bullshit. I don't need it anymore. It was never important. I am now that's basically I am now a full grown man.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm back to being demon Michael Jackson. (laughs) And then he kills the maid and
1: he's just like, there we go. I no longer I need to ingest her and then I can become the thing. There will be a grand battle centered around her. And I'm like, oh, cool. What a good ending to the chapter. Oh, wait, no, there's more. And now here is my entire backstory, not told by me or not told to any character. It's just being told to you, the audience. For no reason, because the backstory is just, I was sick once. Then a doctor who didn't know what he was doing gave me an experimental drug. And that made me angry, so I killed him. But the evil in my blood made it so that I became a demon. But I couldn't go out into the sun. But then I found out through his notes that there was something called the blue spider lily that would have given me immortality. But I don't need that anymore because I can just eat Nezuko.
3: Yeah completely demystifying the demonic elements uh it it was a drug it's basically a mundane, non-magical disease
0: Hmm. drugs are
3: bad everyone so everyone
0: favorite character for this reading of hell (laughs) sang (laughs) oh uh
1: don't tease me like that, Sam. <laughs> Matt, Matt, here, I'll, I'll step up. The only person I didn't actively find a problem with this entire time, Mitsuri. Pretty great. I really enjoyed her. She uh, was a bright of sunshine here. I didn't mind when she kind of just expositioned herself back onto the scene because I was desperately looking for someone to root for. and uh, She was there. <laughs> yeah, also, my-, I, my favorite fight is whenever she did something because I also didn't have complaints <laughs> with her fights.
0: Uh, I'll I'll second Batsuri <laughs> for more uh, optimistic reasons than Matt. I think she's really cool. I already, like, enjoyed her because watermelon wife previously. But now that we actually know more about her, I'm like, wow, even more reasons to think that she's based. This is great. And then she had Ivy Valentine's whip sword. And I'm like, all right, ba- uh, excellent. This is my soul caliber brain and my shonen brain are combining and uh, perfect character actually
2: oh so when's the wedding sam
0: as soon as i find out how to manifest uh characters from fiction into real life it's getting there
1: with ai tech uh i do want to correct myself i changed my favorite fight to when tanjiro fought a robot because um (laughs) (laughs) tanjiro fought a
0: robot (laughs) that's the thing that happened my favorite fight is when genya shot someone (laughs) he's got got a gun I don't don't ask me specifically when. Just anytime Genya pulled the gat out, what? anytime he pulled out the, the no Glock, the <laughs> Nietzsche run these hands. I Tanjiro knew what a gun was.
1: That's the weirdest thing. <laughs> That's a good point.
4: He was a hick. He
1: shouldn't have known
0: what that was. Genya with gun, my favorite fight.
1: Genya. <laughs> trying to shoot a guy too yeah. small. Welp, can't be hit by bullets. This gun was worthless to ever use. And then threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay, how about
0: you?
2: Well, since all, this, all the good stuff's already been said, I have to say my favorite character <laughs> in this reading was Kenya, because yes. No, I genuinely do like Kenya. I think I just like angry <laughs> men. Um. <laughs> um and then my favorite fight i would have to say it is tied actually um obviously Ganya with the gun was pretty cool but i also thought it was interesting the division uh fight with the uh, five or six demons i know it was kind of scattered throughout but the whole house fight mm. thing that debacle i don't know i don't remember their names but always that sign of a was good my favorite fight. Yeah, <laughs> Not a lot of action in it.
3: Uh, so my favorite character was Genya's gun, obviously. Uh, no, <laughs> honestly, going into this, I I really liked the sort of um lateral character development from Tanjiro, But the more we talked about it, man, Mitsuri and Nezuko are also so high up there. It's such a hard choice between the three of them. I would have to say just just to be different, I'll say Tanjiro, but like all three, like, like it sort of changes by the moment, which I prefer. Cause like seeing seeing Nezuko grow and like be overtly rewarded for the for the uh character growth and not have that explained by text boxes um <laughs> was uh was really freaking great. Uh Mitsuri is like I, I love how relatable she is. Like like it's so weird that her Hashira quirk is that she's the most normal one. But I I love that about her and she's just a fun character. Uh, And, you know, I mean, honestly, like I like the places where Tanjiro uh, Tanjiro's good boyness failed, you know, both in, in a comedic sense and in a more serious sense where he's, you know, like things aren't quite clicking for him yet. You know, it shows that he still has more room to grow further. A favorite fight, it's a bit of a brief one, but I actually liked uh, Tanjiro fighting the bird version of the multi-demon outside the house. Um, The big thing about Demon Slayer is that it really likes a lot of, like, flat black. And if you're reading it quickly on a deadline, that can sometimes make some of the fight scenes a little confusing. The fact that certain characters have literally identical faces in this particular fight didn't help that on occasion. You know, when it goes hard on dynamic fight scenes, it goes hard on dynamic fight scenes. And if I was reading this at my own pace, I think I would have uh, enjoyed a lot of the fights a lot more. Uh, But the, the bit outside with just the bird one, versus Tanjiro was so clean, so crisp and all like, like the best elements of Demon Slayer. Plus, it had a cheesy action hero line from Tanjiro that actually fit and like, you know, didn't come off as as uh, forced, which I love it when that happens. So excellent choice. Very
0: solid plot predictions. Honestly, I said already that I feel like this has the energy of a DM desperately trying to outpace the power growth of his players. So, I expect Muzan to show up any minute now and just uh, forehead-slam the entire group <laughs> while ranting about actions from a thousand years ago like they matter now. I'm. I think we mentioned this
1: last time during the Entertainment District arc there feels like there's some like editor behind the scene nonsense going, Hey, you got to wrap up this plot because last time Muzin killed half of his minions. And now mm. this time two of them have just died. And Muzin said, Hey, you remember that blue lily I was set up as a plot element. I don't care about that anymore. Mm. So it's like, yeah. and now we've it- basically got him saying next fight's going to be the
3: big final arc, you know? Even with what the reveal actually was, I feel like if we were drip fed that a little bit more slowly, that wouldn't have come off so obnoxiously dumb. Like, I don't necessarily like the the reveal that the demon stuff is literally just a, a disease that a guy created accidentally.
1: It feels like the only reason for that exposition, too, is to explain away we don't care about the blue
3: lily anymore. Yeah, even like having a thing where the blue lily is built up and then it swerves away from it, If this had happened slower i think that would have worked better Mm -hmm. as it is it does feel like let's just wrap this up and get to the ending which is a little bit sad you know i mean again it's something i've mentioned but like this is in all honesty my one of my few complaints about uh kaiju number eight is that it kind of does the same thing where it's like hey let's move along let's not have time for these characters to sit and breathe and interact we need to get to the next plot point and That's kind of been a consistent issue with Demon Slayer. Heck, I think even a lot of my early complaints about Demon Slayer could maybe be attributed to this, like this element of man, just like slow down a little bit. It's okay to have filler as long as it doesn't drag. Filler doesn't automatically drag. It's almost like filler is there to fill out the story. Yeah, and and you need that sometime. But like as for plot prediction specifically, it really does feel like we're we're building to the conclusion. Um, you know, I mean, we've got three other um Kizuki to work with. Um, but in all honesty, at the pace that they've been showing up and we've been fighting them, having a big team fight between the Hashira, the main character the Hashira and main characters versus the Kizuki and Muzan, like like that could theoretically be a pretty satisfying way of of uh, wrapping up the story. Because, you know, I mean, we all know that the series has ended since, you know, we started uh, doing the episodes. So mm-hmm. um, again, again, lending
0: to the kind of TTRPG quality of this. We have two quirky mini mini-boss squads, the Hashira and the Kizuki. Mm-hmm. We're either going to run out of those or have them all kill each other and probably both. I
1: I got I got a plot point of uh, if, as long as we're putting bets down I'm I'm saying final thing is going to be some kind of big house that becomes something that traps everyone inside the three <laughs> Kizuki are going to be there they're going to fight them individually um with uh, Nosuke and Zenitsu actually getting their full fights in uh, something's going to happen to the Hashira so they don't actually get to play a major part because why would they um, mm-hmm. and then, they're not the main characters yeah and, and then Tanjiro's fight is going to be halfway through his Kizuki and then Muzan's gonna get bored and kill the demon that Tanjiro's fighting so that he can fight him and Nezuko so that he can eat Nezuko to gain her son magic mm. and then ta- Tanjiro gonna go super soul magic my hair is the sun I going to go
3: Super Saiyan.
1: Some, some nonsense is going to happen at the end that I guarantee I'm not going to be happy with. <laughs> I, I am at that point with Demon Slayer.
3: <laughs> you know what? Fair. Uh, Jay, do you have any uh, plot predictions?
2: Sure. So I feel like, I know this is not true, obviously, there's so much more left. How are they going to drag this out? Um, but I feel like there are several points here that are going to converge, and like... You know what has how it's been said is that there's going to be a one on one kind of like tournament tournament style you know free for all where they're going to face off Hashira and the Kitsuki and they're just going to
3: dark tournament
2: knock each other down yeah dark tournament because we need to have a tournament arc <laughs> it's been so long since we've had one apparently and- you can't
0: not have a tournament arc.
2: Yeah, at that point are you even a manga? Are you Guys, even a shonen?
0: The
1: initiation into the Demon Slayer core of the tournament arc. It <laughs> kind of was.
2: That's what I mean. It's been so long. Tournament
0: arc.
1: <laughs>
2: it, it's been too long. Got to bring it back around. So, yeah, I can see that and then Mugen being at the end and trying to, you know, use the one-on-one as a distraction. Haha, I don't need you anymore. Wipe out his own his own team again do some evil monologue or whatnot, um, Doctor Lady's probably going to come back and say, hi, I've developed a cure that will destroy you. And poof, everyone gets reverted. Or they all well, die.
1: Killing Muzin would cure them anyway. What do they think? <laughs> mm, fair. Yeah, you know, you don't I don't know bad. anymore. Now that we know it's just a blood disease, yeah, but also, wait, hold on, no, Muzin can just kill people by thinking about them real
3: hard so yeah that's that's sort of why i don't like the fact that it's just a blood disease now
2: (laughs) unless they are freed from his influence because theoretically he loses control over them i don't remember how the doctor and her protege became free they didn't explain it
1: very well that's how (laughs)
2: Yeah, so I feel like it's going to be some kind of cure of that nature of, like, you are now independent. By the way, this also cures you of your bloodlust because we didn't exactly elaborate on it, but she did bring up the fact that she cured this boy that didn't have to die by putting him on a similar diet to herself. She
0: cured him in a single panel like that. (laughs) Look, all I'm saying is that... uh demonism being a bloodline curse is not going to be anywhere near as satisfying as the way that Harry Dresden killed all the vampires, because again, they've explained all the cool parts away.
4: Mm.
2: But that's my theory. There's going to be a tournament arc. There's going to be a convergence. There's going to be Muzin being Muzen and saying, I don't need you guys anymore. Ha ha. And that blowing up in his face because he is
3: an, an inherently, inherently, inherently because he's villain. Ganondorf. <laughs> he's an inherently self-destructive <laughs> villain because that's the most common way of writing villains. Because he's Ganondorf. Yep. Oh, you know what? No,
1: I'm. I, I'm gonna put the thing that I would probably hate. That's probably that. If it happens, I'm gonna feel justified here. Uh, Musen is going to succeed in eating Nezuko when he's beaten Tanjiro at the end of a cool fight, and Nezuko is so pure it burns him to death, and then she is fine and a human. <laughs>
3: <laughs> she emerges um, from, the, from the ashes of Muzan. You know, it's I gotta tell you. It's the fact that I can't refute you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotta tell you, as as much as defensive of Demon Slayer, even for me, that would be a bridge too far. And I hate <laughs> it because there's a non-zero chance you might be right. I hope you're not. But I'm not going to say you're wrong. <laughs> oh, okay, let's,
0: uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, Sam, would you continue reading? Ah, I think this is the first time in Demon Slayer that I'm going to say, not of my own volition. I think I would need to do it for the podcast. You you would have dropped off during this arc if
1: you'd ever been reading this weekly?
0: I think so. It, it It's just like when the main character is lampshading how derivative it is of the previous arc.
1: Oh, yeah, the full first section of the fight is just saying this was just like the Entertainment District and like, mm-hmm. he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong
0: and while i did really enjoy the fight i i uh i said it earlier in the episode but i feel they swung the pendulum too hard into wow that sure was dark let's do the goofy cute thing again (laughs) haha experience catharsis now audience so yeah i think i think i might have uh dropped it here not out of any sort of like you know hatred or whatever but just like all right, this, this has entered a cycle I don't think I want to put myself into. Okay. Uh, Jacob, would you continue
1: reading?
3: Um, for me, it's going to be a yes. Um, largely because um, as critical as I've been of Demon Slayer, my biggest problem is I just wish there was more of it. A lot of, a lot of the um, criticisms I have towards it is the fact that it is, it is speedrunning its own plot. And I still have enough buy-in that I am willing to fill in the gaps that it leaves because I like the story and where it's going. I do think that reading this particular section, those problems kind of got magnified because uh, <laughs> life is busy and I had to uh, read all of this in one sitting, which was well, not the best way to experience it. I got <laughs> it, it got a little dense every now and again. Um, so... I think I would actually honestly enjoy it more reading it at my own pace rather than for the the podcast anyway but I do I this is still on my list of things I want to try to read in between, you know, the podcast required reading um despite the fact that yeah, I'm I'm keenly aware of its flaws but I think they're cool flaws to, you know, talk about and break down if nothing else and the, you know, what is uh, couched around that is very much up my alley. You know what?
1: Jacob, you might enjoy the light novels I'm looking at right now. They appear (laughs) to be they appear to literally be just filler arcs in the middle of the the main arcs. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) Jay, uh, would you continue reading Demon Slayer?
2: Side with Jacob on this, I did enjoy it for what it's worth. Um, I was okay, filling in some of the gaps. Um, I appreciate the work as a whole. Um, And there's also, not the best reasoning, but I also feel like just to keep up with the culture. <laughs> They're just, you know, to, to, I feel like cultural osmosis happens where it's like, I know what happens, but I need to read it. I'm probably going to reread, to continue reading Consuming Demon Slayer now that we're so, you know, deeply invested. So, yes, I would continue reading.
3: Yeah, sunk cost fallacy. The best reason to continue reading a manga.
4: <laughs> exactly.
1: And uh, Matt here. Um, no. <laughs> I, I would have <laughs> dropped this arc. This arc is... I think I said I would have dropped Entertainment District too. <laughs> yeah. I I'm... Any... I'm glad everyone else can maintain their buy-in, but, like, I think I had been saying throughout Demon Slayer, I really hope they keep all of this lore they keep throwing at us, and they keep not caring. (laughs) And they Mm -hmm. keep... Everything that made... At this point in the series, everything that has made it interesting has been filed away. They are now all just, like, super strong and durable. They're taking punches from demons. They're not outnumbered because demons don't really use minions anymore. And it's like it's become a generic shonen. Um, The mm-hmm. one thing I do enjoy is they bend over backwards to explain why their sword techniques aren't magic, because they have an entire bit where the jar demon explains why it only appears like he has turned into mist, as they then explain the Mist hosher's technique as what seems like the most ineffective way of fighting possible, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> You only go slow when he can see you. Yes, that's how
3: moving slow works. That I what? (laughs) Like, like, like the explanation for the for the disappearing and reappearing only works if there is actual literal mist there. Yeah, because like like, that, that trick will work if there is something obscuring your opponent's vision. But I thought the sword breathing techniques weren't actually magic, guys. It just appeared like he was in mist and I'm just like,
1: I. I don't know. It has it burned me too many times. And Muzin just throwing away the Blue Lily plot line, which I remember I was interested in and was the one reason I would keep reading at the end of Entertainment District, is thrown in the fire of not mattering. And I'm like, well, just like the Nichiren swords, you don't care. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't no, know why I should care.
3: Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Uh as as many times as i have defended demon slayer i've always tried to make a point of mentioning and also matt is right for pointing this out as a problem
0: (laughs) i think this might be the first time i have met matt in terms of like yeah nah (laughs) fuck it Good. Come to the dark side. Expect more. The fact that I've gotten here before Jake is kind of terrifying.
1: <laughs> no, when me and Jacob agree, it's because you and Jay love something too much and we can't, <laughs> we
0: can't handle
4: that. We need to balance
0: out that positivity. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in once again to the Cast. As always, you can find us on all of your social medias where we are at OverMangaCast. I say as always, but if Twitter's still alive, honestly... Thank us for that. We are powerful enough to keep it going. (laughs) Also
3: like us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, You can also like comment and subscribe on YouTube where you can catch up on all of our uh, previous episodes. Uh, They do go up on a two week delay. So if you wanna check out the newest episodes, you can go to uh, overmangacast.com. That also gives you the option to comment on individual episodes. Mm
1: -hmm. And while you're commenting, we also appreciate reviews in any and all forms on wherever you can drop them iTunes is preferable, but, you know, wherever's good. We love hearing from you. You can also email us uh, over mangacast at gmail.com, especially if you have a recommendation for something you'd like us to read. We love getting recommendations. We've done a few of them already. Um, But uh, coming up, uh, a first, um, we've been recommended something, and then the recommendation was rescinded, and we shouldn't read this because it's bad. Little did you know we hate being told what to do we hate being told what to do and we love bad things so against specifically against the recommendation of one of our lovely listeners we are going to be reading shonen shoujo
0: chapters 1 through 16. we've done two new raid novembers you should have expected this (laughs) so if you're keeping up with the show be sure to read that or
3: Don't. Don't. And and just enjoy the uh, our suffering by proxy. And we'll see you all next Thursday. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.
4: Good night.
1: It's been over a month. I'm still trapped in the bit. I hear voices, echoes of people I think they were. I hear my own voice echoing back at me, but it's not me tormented by it.
4: Why can't I leave the bit? I'm scared. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. It's okay, Matt. Just remember, none of them are real. They're all
0: real, and they're all trying to kill you.
1: Haunted by phantoms of my friends.
4: Yep. Uh, I'll escape this torment. <laughs> I've always been a figment of your you imagination. Cut, cut, cut.